What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but you know what we got to do first. We have to talk to you about the things that generate a little revenue for the show. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the Patreon at patreon.com slash Slayer, home to the exclusive content, the ad-free content, the uncensored content. You can join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month. That's less than the cost of a beer or a nitro cold brew. So please come help support the show at patreon.com slash Slayer. especially if you're getting sick of these ad reads. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Manscaped. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. Inside the package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, a pair of Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Since I got my Manscaped Care Package, I have been using the Crop Preserver, and boy, does it work. I also use the Weed Whacker, deal with uh, my gross nose hairs. And the lawnmower has been doing a good job of keeping the voice clean. All in all, I am super happy that we are sponsored by Manscaped. And if you want to be clean and fresh down there, just like me, go ahead to manscaped.com and use promo code ANWD for free shipping and 20% off your order. That's right. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code ANWD. We are also brought to you this week by our friends at Milcarb. Does your business or place of employment serve beverages? Milcarb manufactures the equipment that is the engine behind many beverage systems. From nitrogen generators to dispense nitro and cold brew coffee to gas blenders to dispense multiple styles of craft beer. They even offer food-grade air systems to help reduce up to 40% of the CO2 usage in restaurants and bars. With over five decades in the industry, Milcar products are the most trusted equipment for any beverage system. Check them out today at www.milcarb.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Miller Carbonic. And when you hit them up, let them know that you heard about them on and now we drink. Last, but certainly not least, the two easiest ways you can support this podcast. Just share social media posts. Tell people about the show. Spread the word. It's really that easy. More people to know about it, more views, and it just continues to snowball. So tell your friends. Write a review. Leave a nasty comment. Do something. Engage. The other way is also super easy. Go to youtube.com slash and now we drink and subscribe. Also cost you nothing. Also feeds the algorithm. Maybe if I'm lucky one day. I will get a silver plaque before I die. Then you can bury me with it. It'll be fun. I digress. Let's get on with this week's episode. My guest this week is the one, the only, Mistress Mia Dark. Mia is a goddamn right. Holy shit. I can't remember the last time I laughed this hard during a fucking episode. She is a goddamn riot. We talk about ABN 2023, Sanctuary, whole bunch of stuff from her Domker. A little Debbie Downer stuff with the... Uh, it was a super fun episode. So, sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. When aliens come to take over, they look at us like we're out of our minds now. We're gonna go active makeover. And now we're thinking that they just might be right. I cannot wait for this old world to end. I'm gonna break 
we're just leading right in with apparently his publicist got ran over in New Orleans. I don't know. Did my publicist get run over in New Orleans? <laughs> well, don't have him answer off mic. Okay. So if you don't know the story. You... I, I know the story, but I was asking about the publicist part. Oh. You're not allowed to say anything off mic. So now you just get to sit there. No meeps. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> and apparently. We have an audience tonight that is being reminded, like, the rules are you can't talk off mic because people need to be able to hear you. Yeah, and I promise I'll be loud enough for everybody in the room. I mean, I'm sure I will be as well. Oh, my God. I thought you were just calling it something. I did not know that's what it actually said on the fucking front. Ooh. We were drinking old tub tonight. Oh, it ain't got no smell. Fuck that. <laughs> Does it when it doesn't remind you of what you're gonna end up dealing with the next morning, don't put it in your mouth. Just don't. It's bad for you. And now we drink. And now we drink. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Well, thank you for joining me this fine evening. Yeah. <laughs> How's that reposado? It's actually really smooth, and that's what scares me. <laughs> Folks out there and, and whatever you're listening to on this land, um, I pass up on some lower mezcal because it smelled really strong for some very nice smelling reposado. And then I looked at it and realized I just went 35 proof past where the first bottle was at. So let's see how this goes. I think it'll go well. You're hoping for good content. Always. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to put out a weekly podcast and hope for bad content. We really want we want you to waste your time, your limited time on the planet, folks, by coming here for the bad content. Because we got it. <laughs> uh, hopefully not this week. Hopefully not this. Hopefully week. not this week. I'm going to try not to like flub out on you. I'm going to put this on top of something and not be gross inside of your very nice. I mean, it, it's a bag. You can just put it in the bag. Yeah. But I know me. Eventually, eye hand coordination is going to go away, and I'm just finding things to lay things on. All the promises of just the drunk. And now we do shots of hot sauce. Exclusively for the video version, because I don't think this will translate to audio very well. It will by about your second reaction of me doing this, and you're going to be like, okay, I guess she does that shit. I guess this is like, and now we drink and hot ones all at once. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, this is Frank's. It's nothing too crazy. Yeah, it's not too crazy. Usually, it's straight up Tabasco sauce, or I'll get the habanero sauce. Yeah, waste you right up, right? Yep. <laughs> or something real close to it. We're 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 swinging for the fences tonight. Fuck that it. is the plan. That is the absolute plan. You know, pineapple. <laughs> we are coming right off convention season. How the fuck were the conventions for you? The conventions were fun. It was weird coming back to AVN this year. Like, it's been down for two. New hotel, new people. More clothes. More clothes. A lot more clothes. And as a lady who literally likes everybody, I was kind of disappointed with the amount of coverage that was being enforced. Extremely. <laughs> oh, my God. It was ridiculous. Like, if you were well put together... And you made the security guard not want to say something to you, then it was cool. But if you were a little chunky or chubby, because God forbid there's nobody who likes fat chicks. I've been around for 23 fucking years. Um, 
have a little front butt sticking out of your panties and like you need to go put on some different panties and one guy one security guy that like i don't know what his name was but everything inside of me wanted to clock him in the back of the head with my crocodile rip uh was like well you know you're not built for those underwear the fuck yeah and that's why I'm happy we have people like Pineapple Support, because I'm fairly girl- sure that lady could have used some support after that. We're already at a porn convention, people. We don't really need to be judgmental right now. We were already slightly more compartmentalized than I was used to. Uh, not my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, why are you booking people to do the security that are going to be fucking weird? Yeah, it it threw me off. But, you know been around this long you gotta be a professional and smile and not bite people for lack of hot sauce or anything else only bite people consensually yes yes <laughs> <laughs> i only bite people consensually but people who pay me and ask for me for a little bit less i will nibble on them as well <laughs> well i'm I mean, a biter god damn it have problems. Is it a problem if you're making a living at it? I really don't say that for the living, for the people that I make a living off of. It's more for the people that I own. Like, I just want to get my pound of flesh and keep going. All well. merchant of Venice and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you own people for free? Okay. Weirdness of how I work. If you want to serve me, Finance should not be the reason why you can't serve me. Like, I love what I do. And I was doing it before I turned it into a profession. And all the more reason I love it. And the older I get and the more I see out of my community and the people that are in it and how we change and evolve and all the rest of that good shit, it makes me happy. And it makes me happy enough to hand out some freebies every once in a while if you're a good enough motherfucker to keep up the pace. Like, it takes a lot to deal with me. This is going to be... Four days shy of a month out on the road. I've been married for 15 years. It takes a lot to deal with my shit. (laughs) So, like, if you're willing to deal with my shit, you're willing to be okay with, like, I'm out in the public eye, that you don't get a lot of those private, intimate moments that you had when I was a little bit lesser known, then it doesn't become a problem. I'm going to appreciate you for that. And for that appreciation, like, yeah, I'm going to play your ass to death. I'm going to sit on your face like the front of you says Harley across your chest. I am going to do all the things that I love doing to you because you're allowing me to do them to you. And that's what makes it fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So your home relationship, you're completely in charge. No. No? Uh, My husband is not submissive. We met not too long after I got out of college back in 06. And here we are. Going to be 15 years later this July. (laughs) So... Dreams do come true. It can happen to you. It's not a Toyota, but oh, what a feeling. (laughs) I'm also going to turn so red in this interview. Like now this is my thing. I'm warm. Good. And I have made some assumptions inside of my head. And one of them is I'm going to make you blush before we leave this table. Good luck. Okay. I've heard a lot of crazy shit. I've been involved with a lot of crazy shit over the years. So, but it wasn't my crazy. I know. Shit. I know. I, I I welcome the challenge. Woo! I, challenge wolf. I welcome it. But good luck to you. May the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> exactly. 
Hopefully with a little less like, you know, starving children involved. Yes, we could go for less starving children, people being tossed in front of the proverbial and literal bus. Uh, Yeah, train, bus, same diff. Public transport. Public, yeah. <laughs> it's LA. We don't got much of it, so. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to put forth some concentrated effort if you want to commit suicide or get thrown in for a public trans here. Mm, someone had to make an effort. But y'all have plenty of cars with people who don't know how to drive, so it's still an easy pick, and you can frogger it right through the rest of the day. Definitely. Put your brain to it. I almost got hit by someone in the Target parking lot earlier, so. God damn. Target was trying to take you out. I hadn't even made it from a fucking interview yet. I know. I know. I, I had to go get, you know, supplies. And some broad tried to take me out. And it was like, I never thought I was going to be taken out by, I think, a Geo Metro. Jesus, Joseph and Mary, why don't you just say somebody from like Subaru or Suzuki tried to take you down? Suzuki! Get taken down by a sidekick. That'd that'd been harsh. But Geo Metro is pretty fucking bad. Like, that's a basic ass fucking car to get mowed down by. I know. I know. And the worst part was, I might have survived it and just been in a lot of fucking pain. Mm-mm. I'm like, Ron White hit something hard so I don't have to limp away from this shit. <laughs> Would have been fucking miserable. Like, stop at the fucking store to get supplies. Some woman just not paying attention to a parking lot. Just whoop, right through. And apparently stop signs here are like, uh, maybe if you want to feel like it today along with emergency services and funerals and shit, nobody stops for nothing. This is a city that's perpetually moving. God grace, get me back to Oklahoma. Like, let me have my squirrels and shit. Well, it's crazy. It's a city that's professionally moving, except for the one motherfucker every goddamn day who's doing like 15 miles an hour under the speed limit on every fucking highway, and that's causing the fucking traffic jams. If not having a complete breakdown, you knew that car was garbage when you left this morning. Oh, no, no. Some of them, their cars are working fine. They just are choosing to drive under the goddamn speed limit and cause traffic jams. Because we have traffic jams, like, for no fucking reason. Like, I... Sorry for people that live in other parts of the country, other parts of the world. I'm going to bitch about L.A. traffic for a moment. But for goddamn sake, every goddamn time, like, there's just a traffic jam for no reason. And then you get to a certain point, and it opens right up. There's no cop pulling someone over. There's no accident. There's no one on the side of the road. It's just because some motherfucker decided that they wanted to drive 10 miles an hour under the speed limit, and no one else could get around them because there's 100 fucking other cars around them. I will tell you this is absolutely a city that I will only righteously like fucking take uber in or i'm riding with people that i trust because I'm well uber drivers you shouldn't trust them i know i shouldn't but like it's this or nothing motherfucker so like unless somebody decide to get me a i don't know one of them fancy ass jetpacks so i can like johnny storm across the fucking city it ain't gonna fucking happen so like by the grace of god go i salute well at least you know spicy shot <laughs> At least with the you know, the Uber driver, you can have the tequila. I don't think you should operate a jetpack while drinking tequila. I have literally sat in the back of a lift and smoked so much weed because we politely asked our driver, do you mind if we have weed? And he was like, damn, I just put my blunt out. That's always a good sign. And I was like, you know what? Here, enjoy that. It came all the way from Oklahoma and it didn't cost an arm and a leg and no one had to die over it. Cheers. I, I don't think people have to die over our weed anymore. Not in L.A. Not like they used to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just fixing to say, like, I'm not from here, but I lived through the 80s. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, when you when you were getting married, when you were having your nuptials, people were definitely still dying over weed. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were. And I was like, it shouldn't be this serious. It really, really shouldn't, but it's going to be. Okay. Now my extra red state was like, yeah, fuck that. Like, y'all can't have the other stuff here. Have some pot. Not obscenely, ridiculously expensive pot. And I know I'm snitching on myself, but I don't give two fucks. Let them OMMA come and get me. I brought an ounce with me. I paid 40 bucks. It is some gas. That's wild. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to think about what the taxes are here on for on an ounce. Uh, our tax is n- same as whatever your city's tax is that they're selling it in. So, like, at max, like, 9.25. That's wild, because we have so much taxes on our weed here. Oh, no, they were like, y'all living out in the middle of the boonies. We decided this is a needful thing during the pandemic. Like, there was not a dispensary that closed unless they closed under their own fruition during the pandemic. Like, we were baked. I learned how to do microgastronomy on food. I was stuck inside my house. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was doing nothing. So, like, yeah. Pop became the lifesaver of Oklahoma. And you have to understand when you're the third state behind Breaking Bad, the TV series, like, Pot helped a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> I can imagine. I can fucking imagine. Well, it's crazy that more red states aren't like weed. Because look at the fucking money Colorado made. Like, because some are just going to be on that tried and true, not so much Christian politics, but like that it's bad for you. And I couldn't have any when I wanted it and I didn't get a chance to get to have it. You're not going to get to have the habit either. Okay, man, come on. I just want to join. <laughs> I just want the same way you want that glass of whiskey when you come in the door. It's been a hard ass fucking day. I don't feel like giving my liver cirrhosis over that shit. No one has ever OD'd from weed that we found so far, but we know a bunch of dead motherfuckers from booze. Do you know where you are right now? Ouch. Ouch. Hey, I'm just saying. I didn't say you had to be the next one. Keep sipping. I will. (laughs) You can't stop me. No one can. That's right. I love how you gave me like the sideways cat eyes like no one can stop me. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I'm an adult. I pretend to be. I usually say I need one because I usually do. Oh, no, I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for myself on all the levels that I have to be. And then I go home. And then I'm like, I clean the house. I paid the bills. I'm done. I'm about to Al Bundy with my hands down my pants on the couch for a minute. Everybody just leave me the fuck alone. Close all the windows. But would you make love to Peg? Fuck yeah! Like, that's the one thing that never made sense about that goddamn show. Okay, I'm sorry. As a pansexual, even when I was super young and watching that show, Peggy Bundy was slutty hot. You could see why Al banged her ass and got them two fucking kids right out of high school. Like, she had, I'm sorry... I'm sorry. She got the fat ass and some nice ass legs and them fucking capris. And I could put a trash bag over your head or do something with that set with that bouffant she always had. But other than that, oh my God. And then when you go past that, Leela from Futurama, I always wanted to fuck an alien that thought it was like an alien, but actually a mutant. And you're much more likely to be able to fuck a mutant than an alien. Hey. It is LA. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was at the conventions. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Let me quit. <laughs> I definitely saw some mutants walking around that convention. Oh my god, no. We're we're not gonna talk badly or ill of the nice kind folks who brought us back our naked people that are usually only in our laps most of the time for free or discounted. We're just gonna we're gonna smile, wave, be professional. Oh, I'm being professional. <laughs> this is my profession, goddammit. <laughs>
I just calls it like I said. There were some mutants. Make me squeak. <sighs> I'm like this. It could have been worse. Oh yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been a way smaller. Hole. I mean, it could have been Gen Con. Do you ever want me to come out this way again, man? Like, fuck I do to you. You're going all hardcore Holly. I'm like, soft questions only. Pretend you're not Barbara Walters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no. It could have. It also could have been the last sin in the city if we're just going to bring up random shit. <laughs> so, well, I, the reason I bring that up is like, you know, I'm someone who's attended many a Gen Con over the years. Yeah. And, the first time I went to AVN, I'm like, I expected it to be worse. And I'm like, oh, no. Somehow, the attendees of AVN are better behaved and generally less, you know, weird looking. We didn't have a bunch of drunky McTipsy staggers in the booths, out on the floor. Uh, I know I was personally there with the Sanctuary booths and Mr. Cyan over in L.A., and we try to keep a well-rounded group like, hey, everybody got an assignment. We're going to treat this like work. There are always going to be people that show up the convention like, I'm going to shoot content. You're going to get drunk back in. We all know it. Somebody's going to have to hold your hair. Yeah. And then you're going to shoot content. Uh, <laughs> Which you probably shouldn't do. You probably shouldn't. But we've all seen at least one fucking flick where a bitch still had her fucking wristband on just a flop. And it's <laughs> well, that part's fine. Doing it drunk is the problem. Doing it drunk and irresponsibly is always going to be the problem. But you tell me a time in United States history where we wasn't just full of problems. And I will eat this wig. In the United States history or North American history? We don't say as a whole and a mass consensus. It's never been great times. There's always been something fucked up. Something was on fire. Something was shaking. Usually in just a state by itself. Out where I'm at, it's tornadoes every goddamn where. It's always two seconds away from we're all gonna die. And then it doesn't happen. I mean, your, your whole state is on an Indian burial ground. Yeah, it is. I kind of dig it. It keeps the people that I don't want fucking around there the fuck away. It's kind of like around the corner from my house, I had a neighbor. Bullshit, you're not had a Trump 2024 flag stapled to his house. Fuck on a flagpole, stapled to the house with Christmas lights around it. You know what that means to me? One less house if my car breaks down, then I'm going to ask you for help. I take those red flags as flags of, don't come over here. Cool, thanks for that. Appreciate you. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, oh, well, I don't have to put this, give this person a Christmas card this year. Saving stamps and trees all, all over right. America every time I visit somewhere. Yeah, that's going to be really <laughs> embarrassing when you know, Trump drops dead of a heart attack before 2024 and you still have that stapled to your house. Funny part is, after more and more consciousness came around that fact, it turned into this whole thing like, well, maybe I should take this down. And a lot of people around me took theirs down because it turned into that like, it was cool when we were in charge, but like, I think it's slipping, Otis. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. Ain't nobody come to see you or your stupid party or your friends and your jacked up lizard people. Don't tell me I'm so far on the left that you being where you are is stable middle ground and you believe there are people eating babies in pizza parlors. And I drink. Well, and if there are people eating babies in pizza parlors, where's my invite? That sounds like a rad party. Throwing a couple landlines. It's almost my house a couple of years ago. Oh, do tell. Something inside of me was like, I want to do something ridiculous for my husband's birthday. So I got him a little person stripper. And that 
barrel rolled into so many other things that I can't even say on this cast. Everything was legal. Nobody was hurt. Oh, then why can't you tell us? I can't tell you because my husband swore me to secrecy. The few oaths that I absolutely don't break. Promises that I promise to keep. But the edges of that story are so burnt and crispy that every time I think about it, I want to say the whole thing. And then I have to remember, like, got me a whole pearl. I can't say it out loud. Okay, I got to know. Did you have to make a liability insurance claim? No, no one actually got hurt. Someone did fall off of my porch, though, but they didn't get hurt. They fell directly into like a nice big grass greeny kind of patch that we use for the dogs to use the potty. But they fell on something soft. It wasn't just concrete or the walk up to my steps. So they're fine. No one died. But I got way cooler stories that I can tell you if you just want to know. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I live for that shit. Okay, the story we started out during cigar and cigarette time. <laughs> Guess who's 43, got two thumbs, and ended up being on the MSC Maravilla as someone went overboard, got pushed, or jumped off the side of the 19th floor to their death at 5.09 in the morning. This bitch woke up to those three horns that you never think you're going to hear after you watch the safety video oh they warn i've never been on a cruise so they warn you the three horns okay they have different horn patterns for different things that are going on in the boat if they can't make a mass announcement you can at least hear the horns and have a generalization of what's going on before they come over to the pa system that's in all the rooms and hallways three long horns is man overboard they tell you that when you first get on kind of like when you get on the plane and they give you the whole cross your hey, falls on here give it to you before you give it to a child that whole spiel they do that as a video now in a mustard drill that either you can watch on your phone or in your room. Bunch of different languages because we were on MSC, which is an Italian-based uh, cruise line. They have ships all over the world. We got woke up to those three longhorns at 5.09 in the morning. Our cruise director was broken. You could hear it in her voice. They first thought it was someone from the crew. Then they did a crew check, got everybody listed. And, and they're like, oh, fuck it. It's one of the tourists. Don't care. Okay. It's one of the people on the boat. Now we have a serious problem passenger overboard so now like it went from being something has happened to you're in lockdown they made all of us stay inside of our rooms we couldn't leave they were giving us random reports about every 15 30 minutes 9 30 that morning they found our body off the coast we were literally getting ready to dock this happened at five we were supposed to dock and start offloading people at eight 9 30 in the morning we're still out in the water coast guards out there now they're knocking on doors because they figured out that it's one of the passengers. This is one of the passengers. Now we got to go through here and do a manual check. Just not did everybody's bracelet get scanned in at the last port. They finally figure out who it is. They come back through again. Now it's not just the staff for the boat. It's the staff plus the Coast Guard. Everybody stay inside of your rooms. Do not leave your rooms. Then this announcement. If the person, now that we figured out who it is, the people in that room, they're looking for the other person on the passenger ticket for that room if this person could call in to the desk to customers uh, to guest services or come down to guest services nothing about an hour passes by now we're going at we found the body they did not make it our cruise director sounds super broken then our uh i think our captain's name was giuseppe he comes on and in the worst broken italian tells us that we will be heading into port blah, blah, blah. Everybody go ahead and get your bags ready. If you decided to label your shit and you sat outside the door last night, it'll meet you when you get to the port. 
uh, everybody else, just grab your bags and come on down. They let the most expensive people off the boat first. Of course. There was no rhyme or reason to how we got off the boat. There was no, like, we have disabled or those with children or veterans or anything like that. It was like, if you have your bags, come on down to the main furrow through. Had to be at least 1,500 people down there. It was like a college, it was like a high school football game, all in one little two-story mezzanine. And I was like, are you fucking kidding right now? As we're standing there, they're still calling for this gentleman. These two people got into a slap punching match during FIFA on the main deck. She slapped him. He punched her. There was not enough security or enough staff on that boat for that trip. They are very liberal with the booze on MSC. I saw people, and this is no bullshit, hand to God, my husband was there with me, people getting double and triple shots of things like Remy Martin and getting them two, three drinks at a time. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, until somebody falls, jumps, or gets pushed off the boat and a guy don't want to answer guest services. So as we stand in line to get out, we saw some people that were also there for fight night uh, who were like, yeah, they're they're looking for him. I only saw about six, maybe eight people that had the actual security shirts on. And it was always the same fucking people. So I was like, are these people getting to go to sleep? They call one more time over the overhead. The guy that we're standing in line with, there's a lady with them and she's like, well... I killed somebody. I'd hide in one of these bathrooms and wait until they're letting us all off the boat. And I'll just be damned as we're getting ready to get off the boat. Finally, almost standing in line for almost an hour and a half, two hours. They pluck him like a fruit. Say over the intercom on the side of the jacket, we have the person of interest. And they drag his ass right back on the boat. We got there late. We missed our flight got back to Texas in the middle of the night to leave Texas that next morning for my car to die about five miles before the state line. Had to stay at a Motel 6 because Tom Bodette left the light on for me and it was that or nothing. <laughs> As we are finally getting someone to do a full transport of my vehicle, my boy came and got us. Uh, five hours he had to drive and drag us. But before we could get out of the state of Texas, one more time right there in Denison, um, a gentleman decides to murder his girlfriend by pushing her off of a viaduct and taps himself in the head with some kind of weapon and falls in front of a car. We got stuck right there on the highway where it turns from 79 into 69 back in Oklahoma for about two hours. I'm going to say no one survived because the life flight that came out, the helicopter sat there for about 30 minutes. The EMT truck that showed up there stayed with them. Truck left with the lights on and no sound. The helicopter went back to its original port instead of going to the closest hospital, which would have been uh, Texoma Medical Center. So note to self, no vacations with you. Got it. Yeah. I was like, oh, you want a story? I'll get you a story. Yeah. The moral of the story is do not go on vacation with you. Usually my vacations are bomb as fuck. Yeah. They're the last vacation someone has. <laughs> of course they're bomb as fuck. That's just rude. <laughs> I didn't make them do it. It just all happened at the same time. Yeah, it just, just trying to have a regular. Just coincidentally, and I, death follows you everywhere. Like you're fucking. Well, death doesn't follow me, but apparently, bad luck does sometimes. Like when it comes, it shows its ass. When I'm having a good time or a good run of something, oh, it's fucking great. So you, what you're telling me is, I need to make this miserable for you, or I may not survive this podcast. Got it. You're hilarious. You're 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 a lamb. 
That's uh, not a granny would have called you. A lamb. I feel like that's a bless your heart. Nope, that's like a lions and lambs. Ah. Eating in not that sexy way. So I'm prey. I'm going to, oh boy, I, I am not going to survive this podcast. There's a reason why it's called Pray Tail. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> well, I'm going to go out like, you know, the old woman said I was going to, drunk. <laughs> More Ron White. At least it wasn't with a bullet in your back or somebody stabbed you in the back or you got run over from the back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I almost would prefer to not see it coming. <laughs> That's what he said. So tell me, Magic Man, what do we usually do here? You're looking at your experience. Oh, this is it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are recording already. Oh, I know that part. <laughs> this is the thing. This I'm, is what we're doing. I don't know exactly how festive I'm allowed to be. I don't. As festive as you like. Fuck yeah. I thought you said you listened to the show before. No, I'm saying, like, don't also forget what you said about some of the shows. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I listened to a couple of those shows. <laughs> and I'm like. Please, Lord Jesus, six pound, five ounce, baby Jesus, don't, don't, don't let that be my show. I, I don't think we're going there. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I feel better now. More tequila. I mean, eh. You, you can tell those shows because Matt's stories just happen the whole time. I regale my audience with my life experiences while my guest is just sitting there getting, having to hear them all. Well, here, I'll tell you what I do with new submissives. We're not going to call you a submissive. This is just something I do. No, no, I'm just a lamb. I'm just a lamb. I'm not, You're a lamb. I'm not. I'm not submissive. I'm just a. F- I, I'm just what the Scottish like to fuck. Got it. And make fine itchy clothing out of. Um. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do after you fuck it? I mean, scratch. Exactly. Um. Three questions. If you could ask me anything, three questions. If I could ask you anything. Well, I'll let you start. What was your worst con doing this? Ooh. Like in all these years of like talking to porn stars and dudes who get pussy all the damn time like what was your worst one what was like lord somebody get me a shotgun so i can get rid of this horse because i'm not dragging it no further i hate this like episode wise or just like convention wise like convention wise oh shit you don't have to say the convention but you can tell me what the experience was it was like never the fuck again honestly I said after ABN 18, I wasn't going to do ABN anymore. Well, that FOMO bit you right in the ass, didn't it? Well, and it's no shit to ABN. It's the fact that, like, this is what the real show is. Yeah. You watched me do the show at ABN. I had 20, 30 minutes tops with somebody. That's not enough time to, like, really do the thing. So ABN 18, I had people for, like, 10 minutes at a time. Ooh. It became one long just one episode with everyone I had on it. Like a well, lot of like edited 8.43 minutes of whoever the fuck and yeah. then like nine and some change for this person. Cause they actually spoke back to me. And then this person's thing is like, hi. Yeah. It was a lot of, Hey, so I, I think I just had like a canned question. Cause I only had people for like a couple minutes and it was just, so if you, if you want an ABN this year, what's your acceptance speech? Go. Oh, it's, God, that sounds like naked Miss America. It really does, like, just, like, batting out. Like, I do not envy you by any means. Like, it, okay, folks, just in case you've never done this, asking people random questions on the fly and trying to turn it into actual conversations that people are going to want to listen to for more than five minutes is really fucking hard. Like, very, very fucking hard, especially when you have people that are known for being hyper-interactive, 
until they put their clothes back on and then they turn into the clam people like a little tongue you might get something tasty out of it or it might be a dud and you got to go ahead and chuck it so like i do not envy you at all so like i could see that being like some bullshit real fast yeah that that honestly wasn't fun it was part of the reason i like I didn't do ABN 19. I didn't do ABN 20. And then. Which is fucked up because I was at ABN 20. That was my very first one. And it ended up being the last one for two years. So maybe you were right. <laughs> it wasn't a vacation though. But I had been doing uh, not ABN because like I'm not that kind of a mainstream porn star. I'm a professional dominatrix. So like I do some sexy shit to you. But like Mr. Chow, I fuck on you. You ain't fucking on me. Uh, <laughs> you getting pink. <laughs> That's the booze. That's uh, a, it's the booze. It's oh, the booze. It's the booze. Oh, let me have some booze then. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so smooth. <laughs> it, like, burns for two seconds, and it's like, it's gone. Like, oh, did I really drink booze? I guess I'll know in a couple hours. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow morning, you I definitely drank some booze. Actually, that's why I drink tequila. I don't get hangovers from tequila. Me and brown booze can't hang out like that. Anymore. I mean, it's a little brown. It's blonde. It's blonde. Like, I can hang out with a blonde. It's, it's a sexy little blonde. It's got some curves to it. Yeah. That son of a bitch right there, old tub would have me in a new tub. If <laughs> I'm not puking, like, just laying in a tub with some ice cubes because somebody didn't took my kidney or some shit. Okay. No, no. You, I, you definitely don't want to take someone's kidney after they've been drinking. It's so messy. Man, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Stop complaining. Yeah, you can't resell it very well. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, motherfucker. It's a kidney. Not in this economy. Two eggs is like 20 bucks. Right. I'm not going to go through the effort of cutting out your kidney for two eggs. I'd go through the effort of cutting out your kidney just to see if I could cut out a kidney out of a people. Yeah, I know I could do that. Yeah, I just wanted to see me actually do it. I'm weird like that. You oh, picked the drinking. sadist for your show. You should have picked one of them soft fluffy downs. It's like, fuck with my feet. No, I'm, I'm a sadist. Like, I was just telling someone a story in the car. So are we going to feed your publicist enough booze that we can try to take his kidney on camera later? No, he has tiny kidneys and he needs them. He only needs one of them. Technically, yes. But he also likes to, from time to time, have a drink while we're at things like DomCon or AVN. And like, you just need two. And no, no, no. It's going to make him a, It's gonna make him more of a lightweight. It's going to bring down his cost of drinking. $20, Jay. It's still $20. Put it in a tank. I, Jay. We'll go back on Hollywood Boulevard. We'll make fun of the Scientologists. It'll be keen. <laughs> Jay, just think of it this way. We'll turn some of the profits into your, your billing. Just cycle it back to you. This is happening right now. This is absolutely happening. Yeah, we got a bathtub. It's cool. I'll even use the nice ice cubes. It is a very nice bathroom. I'm not going to lie. Like, everything in here is like white. Not Tony Montana white, but white. You could definitely see if you kill somebody in here, and there's way too much luminol on the planet, and I don't feel like scrubbing like that. Oh, no, no, no. This, you hire people for that, which is why you need to get more than $20 for the kidney, because it, it's if, a multi-layered scheme. Oh, man, I'm West Indian. Like, if you need more than two people, you're doing too much. <laughs> and also, one, never do dirt with anyone except for yourself. No one needs to know except for you and the motherfucker you just capped. That's how it works. Oh, no, Jake consented. It's not dirt. You can't consent to assault. The first rule. No, it's surgery. Of every, you can't consent to surgery from someone who does not hold a medical degree. I don't think that's true. 
in the United States, it does. Oh, no, we're Googling that. Oh, Jesus. You can't do medical procedures without a medical license. If that was true, then all these at-home surgeries I've done on my husband and ingrown hairs were for naught. Somebody need to be paying me for that shit. Your husband, obviously. Oh. Bill him. Oh, I do that already. It's like every time I do the laundry, if you leave a $100 bill in there, tip money. I'm pretty sure if both parties are consenting, you can perform sur surgery. No. I have too many people that are into the vor fetish and they literally want me to eat them piece by piece or as a whole. Uh, it's totally against the law. It's absolutely against the law. It's also I know Cupcake Sinclair definitely ate part of herself for a scene. Yes, she did. That's my buddy. And she actually was braised in front of other people after they had flayed her a little bit. And they cooked it up in a little brazier and they ate it on the side of the stage. It was awesome. I hate the things I miss out on when I don't come to LA. See, this place isn't all bad. It's Where else can you get braised cupcake? You can't see me rubbing my head right now, but I am. It's on camera. <laughs> on camera. Oh, shit. I keep forgetting there's a camera right there. Oh, my God. It's on YouTube, too. Oh, great. Things that my YouTube audience ain't that kind of audience. But they <laughs> after I retweet the fuck out of this and put it on all my social media. I appreciate the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. Like, I want people to see me drinking because apparently that's a shade room thing. So maybe I'll get like five whole clicks off of this and it would have been worth like my Ow. Uh, and the and 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 the decision is, is it legal to do surgery on people? Uh don't have a medical uh, license. There's a whole lot to unpack here. I'm working on it. Because I know in Oklahoma as an esthetician, you can do waxing, but you can't do actual medical procedures like laser treatments or anything like that. That has to be done by somebody who at least has their uh, LPN. Well, so it gets a little hazy even with a medical license because the American Medical Association Code of Ethics states physicians generally should not treat themselves or members of their immediate families. Though these guidelines do not specifically mention friends, the reasons given for not treating family members apply equally to friends. So if you're a licensed physician, you shouldn't be operating on your friends. But as an unlicensed physician, I definitely should be. That is not how that is written. You were finding like the biggest non-existent loophole that you possibly could. Well, yeah, it serves my purposes. Oh, my God. And uh, Jay's not even that close of a friend. I mean, we're oh good acquaintances. We're good acquaintances at best. <laughs> well, hey, what was the last birthday party Jay invited me to? No. See? Hey, he's my almost publicist. You leave him alone. I kind of need him. I'm giving you a cut. And then I have, like, at least a 30-second less of the fucking person that I had versus when we sliced them up and diced them up like a charcuterie board. I mean, are we going to braise him, too? I mean, what part of Jay would you start with? I literally made a flick where I covered a pig girl in seasoning salt and extra virgin olive oil on a countertop at Cupcake Sinclair's house for a video and told her I was going to cook her and put her in my oven. And I need to really season her feet because I don't like unseasoned pig feet. Obviously. What's bland pig feet? Nobody from the South, I can tell you that damn much. Well, people from the North generally don't eat them, so that means nobody wants bland pig feet. I see I'm going to break one of these nails off tipping this table tonight. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm doing my job. Yes, you are. Gotta get back to it. What part of Jay would you start with? All of Jay's parts are tiny. Well, not that kind. Sorry, Jay. Uh, Jay is very small. Like, I'm big bitch. I eat a lot. Like, I go to all you can eat for a fucking reason. Oh, I'm, I'm saying start. I didn't say finish. I'm not saying you just take a limb and then go home. If we're talking about for, like, food consumption, Jay's going to be, like, half gone anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we're writing notes. The <laughs> fuck? 
making art while we're up here talking shit. Jay said subbies don't come seasoned. Really? Really, ma'am. Anyway. We're just talking like, about where you We're going to start at a leg then. We're going to okay. start at a leg because Jay does have like some juicy little calves. But them tiny little feet don't have to go. That's like chicken feet. Chicken feet are a delicacy in some cultures. Chicken feet are a delicacy in my culture, especially in my house when I cook them right. But like, I don't feel like fighting with all them bones. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> well, just eat around them. Like, just, you know. Nobody doing all that. That's like the people who leave like more than half of the chicken wing on the chicken wing. If you're not going to suck the gristle off and, like, crack the bone at least on the big part of the fucking drummy, it's not worth it. No, those people should be put to death. Well, then go ahead and get ready to put me in front of the firing squad, because, um... You leave meat on the chicken wing? Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you were talking about the people who, like, crack the bone open. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the people who leave meat on the chicken wing. Yeah, they do deserve death. Yeah. Like, do you know how much chicken wings cost right now, especially in L.A.? That's just he got wasteful. so desperate, he made his own chicken wings. That's why I'm sitting here drinking his Frank's Red Hot. Lord, I love, hate California. Why will y'all not carry Louisiana hot sauce? Oh, we have Tabasco. And Crystal. Louisiana hot sauce. Oh, that's a brand? I am quite a Yankee. Louisiana hot sauce. You do Crystal because we stopped at a random gas station and all they have is packets. I'm dead damn serious. You just offended the fuck out of my ass. I'm sorry. Crystal. I'm No, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be offended. That's like saying, let me get a pumpkin spice latte from a Stuckies. I know what that is. Yeah. I once threatened a boy. Well, I didn't threaten him as much as I actually did. Uh this delightful key, not this key. That's the key to somebody's house. This key is the key to somebody's dick. Um I'm going to make him listen to this podcast later so he can understand the seriousness of this tone. Jess, if you're out there, this one's for you. The boy who has the other key to this to be able to get out of his chassis that he's been in since before Christmas, and I think technically before Thanksgiving. Why does he have a key to it? He does and he doesn't. He does have a key in the physical sense that a key that goes to his chassis device is inside of his property line and under his control. He doesn't have a key by the fact of it's inside of a quart of my signature purple paint that has the gorilla glued lid on top of it that's glued inside of his garage inside of a shelf in the very back that's glued five other paint cans in front of it. We gonna have to destroy some shit to get to that key and that key's been ruined just by sitting in that fucking paint because I made him spray it with vinegar before he put it in there. Oh, okay. I mean, the, I thought this was about to be some saw shit. It's like, oh, it's technically on his property, but it's inside someone else. No, it's inside of his property. I didn't even think about putting it inside of somebody else. Jesus. Well, you're welcome. It wouldn't have stayed inside of there long, but like just the effect of it, just to say I put a key to somebody else's chest. Well, somebody I, else's but you could do it like a dermal. You could do it like a dermal. It's a pretty decent sized key. Oh, I'm not. I'm thinking to myself now, like. I'm a surgeon, not a you know, piercer. Oh, yeah. What happened to your at-home surgery suite that you had going? About to run this bitch like Miami, huh? There were BDLs in here, too, ladies. Just in case you need to come. He's got some stucco in the back for you and a syringe. We use rubber cement. Okay. Let's not be specific. We all know we use silicone. Everybody's using that fix-a-flat shit. Um, oh, yeah. It's really also, that was something else that wowed me out. All the migrating BBLs, the flipped solid implants and shit that was walking around on the floor. I'm like, 
baby, did you look at yourself in the mirror before you left out this morning and pick that outfit? I guess not. This is coming from a woman who has a Hitachi tattooed behind her ear. Like, seriously. <laughs> that was my second Friday the 13th LA tattoo. So apparently every time I come to LA and it's a Friday the 13th, I got to get a tattoo. What'd you get this time, by the way? A Hitachi. Oh. Behind my ear. Oh, okay. I thought that was your... Nope. It's an actual Hitachi. Well, no, no, no. I thought you said that was your first. I, no, my first is uh, Ghost Jason mask on this side and nice. an RKA on the back of my neck and a bunch of other shit that I've scribbled across myself and a Batman logo for my husband. Got some Beetlejuice shit up here. <laughs> All good things? I got a bunch of random nothing on me matches. It's kind of like the people I hang out with. If stuff on me matched too much, I'd worry about myself. Well, who wants to wear a uniform? Ah, point. And yes, I just eat this. I don't use it for shots. I'm random like that. Okay, I'm not judging. I'm judging you question my surgery abilities, but not that. I'm judging that you still owe me a question now. I do. Yeah. I do, I do, I do. Let's see. Well, actually, I did ask you a question. Where would you start on Jay? That does not count as a question. We that was a question. That does not count as a fucking question. You fucking suck, Slayer. <laughs> Only when asked nicely. Or demand forcefully. Sometimes. Ooh, options. Giggity. <laughs> no, I'm 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 actually super vanilla, so I wouldn't say I'm like I'm not dominant or Darling, you I'm, done went to enough porn shows. You ain't vanilla no more. You're sprinkled at best. <laughs> Dude, porn is such a part of mainstream America at this point. I want no more spicy shots. I'm just gonna eat it out of my hand. <laughs> you want me to get you a spoon? You could Rachel Ray it? Yes, please. Jay, can you grab a spoon, please? Yes, Jay. <laughs> See, this is when a third set of legs that he needs both of comes he in. He could hobble. It's not like. Over all this shit, you'd have been, had to pull out your liability insurance, sir. <laughs> I'll make a claim. It's cool. My deductible is only 250 Thank you, darling. For a real question, I know I've been led to believe by the bio and all that. You did start off in the submissive world. What, what made you want to transition into you know, being a dominant? Because I sucked at being a sub. I was good at it. It's like, I'm not trying to be racist, but like, I come from a very hard West Indian family. My dad is from Jamaica. So like, only doing one thing ain't going to cut it in our family. So like, if you don't have multiple things you can do, you can kind of just taking up all the space and breathing all the air. Because that's what I usually say when I'm not doing something. I was really good at taking physical abuse. That's why people were cool with me. But that isn't what made me. And I wanted to be the person on the other side. Because before I knew it, I had issues I needed to work out. And someone gave me the caveat as a black woman to be able to be angry and be mean and not go to jail and not be seen as a trifling or angry bitch or classic angry black woman like no she's serving her purpose and the purpose that i want her here for in the capacity that i want her for and that shit jazzed me right the fuck up and then i realized i like it i like it a lot women in society very rarely get given the option to be themselves we're told at a very young age you waiting for that one guy Oh, yes. One piece of dick. That's all you're waiting for for your whole fucking life. One dude on a horse that don't exist with a suit that you can't keep clean. 
That's what we're told. You well, put your three dresses, the one you're christened in, the one you're married in, the one you're buried in. Of course, that you know, Prince on a white on the horse is going to have who has all the options in the world is going to be faithful and treat you well too. Yeah, don't forget that. And if you come from my side of the family, like it's genuinely they're they're they taught us at a young age, especially being southern and black, like or find you somebody and be happy with what you get. I'm not happy with what I got. I'm never happy with what I get. I mean, I've been married 15 years. No, like I'm happy now, but when I was 20 something, I wasn't happy with shit. I was banging dudes left and fucking right and leaving change on the nightstand. Like you catch the L bro. Get the fuck out of my apartment. Why would you even take them back to your place? Cause I wanted to fuck now. And I don't feel like you trying to figure out how you're going to lie to me about you living in your mom's basement. You should just don't you know, fuck them in the mom's basement. Like, you know, yeah. Get a home cooked meal on the way out. I did that a couple times. Like, don't get me wrong, but like after a minute, the experience is completely blown, and you're like, yeah, fuck that shit. Just come back to my house. I have a bed that I know has clean sheets on it, a bathroom that I know I can take a shower in, and a toothbrush that I know belongs in my mouth. And since you don't. <laughs> See, I'm a grody dude. I'm all about going to their place so I can leave. Yeah, like, if you just, like, I've had a couple that were like, oh, man, like, in this age of not catching feelings and totally wanting a woman that isn't trying to catch feelings for you, you get your feelings hurt because no one's catching feelings for you. Here's 350 That's a ride all the way on the L line and a transfer to the metro. Wow, you didn't suburban motherfuckers? If your suburban ass is fine. I'm sorry, boys, girls, everybody in between. If you got the fat ass, nice teeth, and beautiful eyes nine times out of ten, I'm going to shoot my shot. As you should. As you should. I don't should. care how old I get. I don't give a fuck if I'm looking like a stack of pancakes squeezed into my corset. I don't give two shits. I'm going for my shot. And most people, especially like guys and girls, dig that shit. Uh, one person told me I'm very approachable, but I'm very scary. And that's what made it alluring. And I was like, oh, I'll scare the fuck out of you. That's what the fuck you want, baby. I promise. Uh, I've had other people who are like, you're a lot softer around the edges after actually talking to you. Oh, what a turn of the page will do for you if you actually talk to somebody. And right? since you didn't want to do it, I thought I'd come on up and say hello. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing where confidence will get you. Like, I've definitely hooked up with some people where it's just like, oh, you're beautiful. And then, like, the, when it came to close escrow and they fucking started getting self-conscious about, like, some imperfection, it was such a fucking turnoff. Oh, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I bruised myself. I was, like, at my friend's party and bruised my hip. And I was like, oh, no. I don't I, care about your bruises, bitch. I like you naked. Oh, no, I, I had to. For you not be bruised like a fucking Carolina peach, but, like. Unless I did it. And, yeah, point taken. Uh, But, yeah, I don't care about that if i did care about that i wouldn't have went through the problems of bringing you home also young stupid and did not believe that people would like come back to my house after they had been put out of my house only got real lucky only had that happen once and the fact that he was a little guy and i'm big bitch he kind of just shook it and let it go like he was just shooting his second shot yeah if his first shot it went through better and i do mean his first shot had not come quite so early and he might have had a second shot but he didn't, and he didn't. <laughs> I mean, and the thing about it is, like, that happens to the best of us. What you do at that point is, you're like, yo, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Do a little foreplay. Do whatever you got to do. I'm all about go back and start the clock over at 25 right. seconds. Like, you don't have to ride for the whole eight, but, like, you got to give me a good four and a half or you don't deserve to be at the rodeo. You're fucking up the shoots for everybody else that got to come down them some bitches. Right. <laughs> But seriously, dudes, if you fucking you know, pop quick, 
be like, you're beautiful. Sorry. Give me a minute. I'll go again. Give, give, give a lady something as simple as like, I was not expecting your pussy to be this fucking magnificent. If you could just give me a second so I could rewind myself from the ridiculousness that is your deliciousness. I'll be right back. Exactly. Bro, I'll fix you a sandwich behind that, baby. You need some water? I got some Pedialyte in the fridge just in case for, like, hard times. But, like, I'm willing to wait for hard times. Uh, If you're willing to come on back, because I'm going for a Tyson in the first round. Can we get a second kind of deal? I don't want some fucked up shit at Caesars and it's over. Yeah. The, the idea of, like, you pop, like, you're embarrassed and then you scoot out of there. Like, no, nah, man. Don't scoot. Unless you're about to scoot your face up to a box lunch at the Y, motherfucker. This is about to be good for you. It's protein. Everybody buying that shit in the fucking bottle anyway. Build spray and shit. Like, just, it's natural. Yeah. It's organic. It is. I made it myself. It's one of the weird parts. It's to- like kind of toxic masculinity. It's just like, oh shit, I've been emasculated because I came too quick. Uh, 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 just have to run. Like, Roll out. I had a friend of mine who literally told me that she had a guy who popped off too quick and basically told her it was her fault because she made him soft. And I was like, but you were so hard when you first got in there before you started pushing rope. So is this really a her problem? Because she was like deep off in her head about the shit. Like, he basically told me that it was like my fault because I was being too aggressive or it wasn't like that. The first time they went at it, apparently it was fun gerbils in a sock or some shit. But the second time it was like lame as fuck. And I've had that personally happen because sometimes people fucking shit. Fuck that shit. Most times people fucking suck. It's not sometimes. We all know it's like a 50 plus percent average. Like we're doing that plus or minus. No, it's just absolutely 50 plus. Like a ball of centrum. Uh some people got it and some people don't that's why you have a career because some people can keep it going don't need a fluffer or nothing and then you got some people just like i showed up for the craft service table oh crafty yeah, important says ain't that great unless you're working for mind geek hey mind geek crafty magnifique <laughs> they got budgets it, it's crazy that's a tangent but mind geek has very good crafty i'll just i'll leave it at that okay He's like, the food there is bomb, and the porn is even better. Show yeah. up for the porn, stay for the food. Uh, the porn the porn is, you know, a lot of Mind Geek's products are very, very McDonald's. It's like, oh, it's consistent. It's to the quality you expect. But we're not doing anything innovative over here. Right. Uh, but-, but it'll scratch that itch when you're like, yeah, I want something greasy. I just want some chips, but their name needs to be Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Veronica chips. Ooh. Archie and Veronica chips. Archie, Betty and Veronica chips. I'd eat that. Archie wouldn't. Archie would fail. You know what? I feel like Archie would pull it out in the clutch just because these two bitches been hounding him the fuck down for the past 50 fucking years. How much pressure that is? That's a lot. Like, you're asking, like, either do the blonde or do the raven-headed brunette. You're you're picking Betty Page versus, like, Debbie Reynolds, and we can't figure out exactly which bomber we've been on the side of, but we definitely want to strike a target. And you got to feel bad for the kid, but I feel like with the new series, the way they set it up, like, that Archie would, like, lay them bitches on top of each other like dominoes and, like, double stack them. Yeah, I'm talking classic Archie. 
If you're going to talk classic Archie, he probably might have got away with the old ass Mrs. Kerbopple ass teacher character they had. Poor Jughead. Just nobody wants Jughead. Or it could be like Robot Chicken and she's the one slanging all the pussy around town and teaching the boys what vagina really is and how to use it right. (laughs) With age comes wisdom. Them gray hairs ain't there for nothing, motherfuckers. Put some beat on it and get over yourself. As long as she's living right. Because unfortunately... There are a lot of sexually repressed people of that generation, too, and it's sad. Archie's mom has been dead forever, and his dad has yet to find another girlfriend. I'm just saying. That is a depressing... That's... We got you a spoon, and you're just, like, palm the oh, hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> you also gave me tequila. I fucking forgot I had a spoon. I thought I was all out of spoons. No, we got you spoons. We... Hey, spoons. This, this is not a heroin household. We have spoons. Mm, doesn't taste like cocaine. Damn it. No, nah, that's too big of a spoon for cocaine. That... No, I was talking about your table. Oh. <laughs> we clean the table occasionally around here. Oh, man. I thought it was going to be gross like the mic. Like, lick it. Don't lick it. Lick it at your own advisory. Well, yeah. You can't put solvent on my mics. It's on you. It's on you. I'm not going to lick this mic, Jay. I promise we're not going back home with. I'm hoping we don't go back home with random things in my mouth. Well, that sounds boring. For your podcast, yeah. Most people are like, if we could keep it a little bit more PG 13, that'd be great. We don't want to get put off with all the people who promote with us. Like, say nice things, Mia. What the fuck you pick me for? I mean, the people who promote with me know what they're getting themselves into. That reminds me, I got to respond to a advertiser later Ooh, did you do a bad no no the new potentially new advertiser coming on they're like oh we just found you and like we'd be interested in doing we think we'd be a great fit i'm like did you see who was on or did you actually listen to the content little column a little column b hey if they actually open for at the very least at the very least hey if they're willing to give me money and they didn't actually listen to the content that's on them that's like the moms that took their kids to go watch Deadpool because it was a Marvel movie. Oops. And then had the nerve to complain about it. There were so many cusses. We know. <laughs> we were hoping there were actually going to be more because it was very subdued for Deadpool. It was. It was. But the fact that those people had the nerve to complain about it, you walked into a rated R movie. Oh, now I know what my question is. Marvel DC, motherfucker. Marvel. Mm. Actually... All reality, image, oh, image, with, you know, limited runs, mostly, most of the stuff I read these days is by Brubaker and Phillips. Oh, okay. All the limited series they've been putting out for the last couple of years, fucking amazing. Like, that. that's a Sean Phillips original up there. As he points. Can it be seen in frame? No, unfortunately. Like, so you just pointed at nothing. Damn. Yeah, I did point at nothing. It's for the people in the, in the studio. It's for the people in the studio only. Sorry, people out in the internet land. No, no, no portraiture for you. Uh, <laughs> that is a signed Sean Phillips from Criminal. Ooh. That's kind of like my, okay, things to know about Miss Mia. You ever want to impress me or at least get my attention? Buy me a Pops vinyl that I don't own. Buy me a Funko Pop that I don't own. You know the store's just down the street, right? Yeah, I do. And I've been trying my very best to stay away from it. We passed it once. Then we passed it again. And I was hoping that Jay would not pass it anymore. I was going to demand that he stop the car, drop me off, and I don't give a fuck if he finds somewhere to park or not. I'll be back in 30 minutes. 
with my lack of financials. I don't give a fuck. I will spit. Oh my God. I know they're not collectibles. They're my fucking beanie babies. I'm that weird, creepy ass aunt that stays in Wisconsin. I don't care. I love fucking Pops Finals. Like my husband, he has a pop vinyl that I got for him because it's Batman and he loves Batman. He is, of course, a DC person. That's the only place where we have to have like throw down the gauntlet fights about shit. Who can win in a fights? It all depends on who's right. Everybody it. that I root for and your people suck. They're too stuck on themselves. Anywho's it. Uh, my- <laughs> the, the, the problem is DC is way too inconsistent. DC is way too stuck on like we're the absolute and only can be good guys. And the couple times we tried to turn heel, it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. Injustice, give me my fucking money back. Give it back. You wasted my money. You wasted my time. My PlayStation 4 has never felt so violated. <laughs> We've upgraded to a 5, though. Yay. Nice. Yeah, it took a minute. Thank God for Walmart plus the people who don't understand, like, pay for the full month versus, like, the free trial. You can't have this PlayStation, but I will give a guy 20 bucks and be like, hey, make it disappear for until I come back to pay for it. So we did. Solid. Question for me. Oh, I wasn't done talking DC Marvel. Oh, well then, how about you? I don't like the DC characters are just they're bland. The Justice League is so contrived. Like these people would never be be able to work as a team. Every time I tell my husband that, he gets mad at me. Like physically, you can see it on his face. He is he's a very dark skinned black man. So like when you can see that little vein right above his left eye, start to do the. Yeah, Batman fucking sucks. If he didn't have a couple billion dollars in his fucking fag pocket and a lot of mommy daddy issues dying in an alleyway, how many kids have lost their children, their parents to violence and not turn to multi-billion corporations? Well, and the thing about like keep the habit going of like I need someone to perpetually beat because I couldn't take care of my issues as a child. But all that money that he spends on being Batman. He, he could have really? saved his whole fucking community by now. Yep. He could have, I don't know, Jason Todd some of them motherfuckers. I'm just saying. But no, because he's a guy with a complex and a fetish for being the ultimate victor. I always have to be the good guy, even though I am willing to take the most shady AF with my friends. Routes. Hey, whole Justice League, just in case any of y'all decide to go rogue unit, I got a little something for you in this case. Inside of just the Batcave that y'all ain't allowed to be in and don't know how to get access to. And if you try to get access to it, it's going to obliterate you. So that whole Superman setup and mystery crystal tower and your little flying robots, not nothing. I got bullets for that shit. Really, Batman? These are your compadres. This is the other... This is the team. I know we got to the Watchtower years and there was just like a bunch of motherfuckers floating in space and shit, like a hundred people. But like the core team, the original three, and then like spread it out to the 12 because apparently DC like keeping things in groups of threes, just whatever the fuck, man. Keep it going. I was well, like, and on top of that, miracle. like at least do Superman solid and do a hostile takeover of LexCorp. <laughs> like Wayne Enterprises could have just absorbed LexCorp, right? Yeah, you'd have thought, and especially since for the longest time, he didn't know who the fuck you was, but you've always known who the fuck he is. Yeah, because he doesn't wear a mask. He's Lex Luthor. He's just like, yep, evil billionaire. What up? Yeah, and I think that was the thing that got, like, really grinds Batman's gears. He gets to be the person that he wants to be all the fucking time. He's got mercy, hot bitches in cars, fucking limos everywhere, get off a jet, get on a helicopter on top of LexCorp, and it's like, 
Bruce Wayne and Batman in one body. And you just can't. It's like, ah, the pain, the intensity of the sun. I hate this moment, but there's nothing I'm going to do about it because my dude bro slash the guy I really want to have sex with is like, we don't kill people. Okay, I don't kill people. All right, so y'all don't kill people, but y'all can literally explode suns, go to different planets, jump to different realities, go to dark side, and all of that shit. But you won't fix, like, the five bad guys at home that keep... At least use some of that money and up the security at Arkham. Right? Like, at least... I'm gonna say it like this. Tony Stark made the raft. Y'all go out in the motherfucking water. Let's see if everybody can swim. And as far as, like, things that disable your powers, DC is just not enough sun. He's a houseplant. Well, and the thing Bullets. About- he's a real guy. You might need a very specific type of bullet, but he's a regular dude. We ain't even gonna get on Martian Manhunter. Well, and on top of it, the problem, my biggest problem with, like, Superman is your protagonist is only as interesting as your antagonist. And it's like, nothing is really a threat to him. Like, and anything that has been a threat to him, he has come back. Lord, I'm going to tell you right now, crisis, I cried. I was with everybody else. Death of Superman, it's over, y'all. And it made me feel some kind of way in my teens. Like, it's the end of the run. Are we going to do Superboy? Are we going to have some new composite character? Maybe Bizarro will come back and somebody makes him smart. I don't know. Nope. New outfit, new haircut. Y'all just doing shit now. Well, and that, that was the time where, like, they gave everyone mullets for some reason, too. Yeah, I don't know what was up with the super mullet and the super... Super mullets in the 80s, early 90s, and super pets, and the now reoccurrence of super pets, and not just in DC, like, across both universes, like, Throg is a thing again. Remember Throg? <laughs> I was watching Comic Storian a couple nights ago. More things that I listened to as I dozed peacefully off into dreamland, because that man's voice makes me moist. <laughs> and him talking about dark side and everybody else and they're like oh and in the marvel universe we're bringing back throg and i had to think about it for a second like where have i heard that well it sounds like thor but thor and a frog. <gasps> the fucking frog when jesus christ gone head back to the beta ray bill years and um i had totally forgot about a frog that gained the power of or this is a thing why y'all uh, are just drugs yeah i was just about why. to say there was a lot of drug and then bullpen meetings where people were like throw it on the wall see if it sticks then sniff it off <laughs> well and this is the exact reason that like i have moved away from marvel and dc and like i'm into self-contained stories because it's like oh no matter how good it started when you have 70 60 70 years of stories Shit gets retconned. Shit gets convoluted. They are literally throwing shit at the wall to try to make it stick to just keep making sales. Be like, hey, do y'all like this one? What about this one? Okay, what if we made him her? What if they made them ambiguous? You know what? I'm really falling back into like the Hellraiser series, the original books, just reading and having a little bit of graphic content. I'm really getting back into a lot of the Frank Miller stuff. So that whole contained story, one hitter. Sin City is amazing. Sin City is fucking ridiculous. And even before they modded it way too much and put too many pretty people inside of it for the movie, 
at least it still conveyed the message. You still got those really harsh black and whites, those hard tones, those it's framed out just like the comics. So you know exactly what's about to happen next. Like Marv's about to punch this dude in the fucking face and the next panel's going to be nothing but blood, even though it's all in black and white and we all know it's blood. Because that was our ultraviolence of the 90s and we were completely content with it. We were the 80s babies. We were watching fucking Red Foreman blow off of both of fucking Robocop's arms and eating Cheerios. It's Saturday morning, motherfuckers. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, that dude, my uncle dressed up as him for Halloween one year and had his ex-wife and what was soon going to be his next wife as his tag-alongs. That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. But yeah, Sin City or all, as I said, all the Brubaker Phillips shit. Like Icon. Hell yeah. Give me anything that wasn't the norm. I was like, I w- that's what, you know what it was? I got so turned off by Marvel selling everything they had trying to stay afloat and their shit turning to crap. That's really hard to say when your shit turns to crap. Like it's not even Shinola anymore. It's just crap. Uh, and DC being like, we make awesome animations our movies fucking suck (laughs) a hard-boiled and all you yeah i am i am i am there's a reason why my business cards say dominatrix amazon badass nerd i do not believe in non-truth in advertising i will absolutely tell you what you have gotten yourself into i once had a session with a gentleman who called me on night flirt while i was in cali about two years ago and I was all fussing because I hadn't had a session yet and I'd already been here three days and that's usually not my thing. And I was like, oh, am I off my shit? California doesn't like me. And this guy calls me out of nowhere. And he is like a godsend to my weary mind. He wants a Black Panther role play on the phone. And he was using that phone call to stack me up to see if I could do it because he had already spent $900 at another place that we're not going to talk about. And what he asked for was two pro doms. And what he got was two submissives who was trying to switch it up on the fly because all their doms were already in session. Before we get any further, that sounds like a call that should have been on sex Panther. Sorry. I I had to, I had, I had to, I had to. (laughs) Oh, well it would have been on sex Panther. If sex Panther would have went ahead and not took three months to clear my fucking account. No, that's not the first time you heard that shit unfortunately like oh all of my paperwork is real my birth certificate is real my face is real and here's a real picture of me holding my id next to it it's gonna take a minute how long is a minute bitch three months do they not like money apparently not and i don't know why they don't like money but like night flirts like my money for like the past almost what 13 years now they got a ridiculous cut but they're 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 I literally made my profile and the next day, go ahead, do what you're going to do. You can't charge more than $1.99 a minute until you've been here for a year. But other than that, we're Gucci. Nice. So Black Panther will play. I just, I, did, I had to put in that bad joke. I had to. I had to. Bad, bad joke. It was a bad joke. I know, but I couldn't Probably help myself. Bad joke. Uh, but the Black Panther role play ended up being he came to Sanctuary while I was there touring as one of their guest mistresses. And he showed up and he wanted this very elaborate, over the top, like you had to read. You had to know the history and the lore. You had to know about Storm being the queen way before we got the movies. You had to know a li- you had to know about everybody inside the universe. Cause some of the guys, especially the ones that come to me for role play, like 
they come for that intensity because like i've read this this is what i wanted to do when i was a little girl i wanted to be storm running across egypt trying to run away from the big bad man in the sky who haunts her dreams and now she can't be in tight spaces anymore fucking shadow king yeah and and everything that went along with it and at the end of that session where by the end of the session i addressed him up like i dream a genie and the whole session went like this our king has come to the United States and been corrupted by your American ways. I'm sorry, I didn't do the voice. Our king has been taken by your American standards and your colonizer ways. And he has become attributed to these transsexuals. So now they give me this great honor as a Dormelage to have to sit here with you and reassign you so you can better serve our king with the shit out of him like he owed me money and he was the happiest princess of the land as soon as we got done with that reassessment where I put enough marine tape on him I'm surprised if he could get his dick back we made him smooth down there like a Ken doll <laughs> Then we dressed him up, made him real pretty in the sluttiest smear your lipstick. This is going to be a, you ever seen Kung Fu Hustle? Oh, of course. You know, when she's putting lipstick on, and then that sudden, boom, and she's like, I pushed him in the back while he's putting his lipstick on in the mirror. Grabbed him by the head and said, now you look at yourself. You look at the depraved thing that you are. How you bring dishonor to my kingdom. How you will suffer at my hands. Oh, yeah, I go deep, deep cuts. Deep, 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 deep cuts. That's amazing. He gave me a $150 fucking tip <laughs> for a $300 session. He couldn't even make it through the fucking hour. And he was like, I will be back. And he has been back either to Sanctuary or to visit me somewhere else a little bit more discreet where I can truly reassess him. Every time I brought my ass out to LA, except for this time, because he was like, I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I bet he's like, uh, I know. Seriously, everything inside of him was trying to find a way to get his boss to pay for him to go to CES when he found out I was going to ABN. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I was like, yep, y'all don't sell enough of your doodads to get to the big show yet. You just gonna have to be having fun while I'm taking pictures of myself in half a goddamn outfit walking around in these heels. Enjoy. It sucks to suck sometimes, but you're so good at it. Oh man, that is ridiculous! Like, but fun ridiculous. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. The people that are like that into the lifestyle is like, as someone who's, as I said, fairly vanilla. Like, I, I, under like on a on a like intellectual level, I understand it. On an emotional level, I don't. I still don't get it. Like, I don't. It's always going to be something not to get. Like, there's some of the stuff. There's some of the fetishes that I don't get. Like. Feeder eater. Uh, uh, it, it's not what you think. Uh, someone who likes to feed the other person and actually enjoys sexually watching them eat. Uh, while the other person on the other end is the eater who sexually gains enjoyment from eating and usually being gluttonous and having a Henry VIII moment without all the dead wives. Um, but the dead wives are the... <sighs> I know, chef's kiss and salt bay and all the rest of that shit. But like, I don't want a bit, bunch of dead bitches on my table while I'm trying to eat a piece of sugar-free pie. So there's that. Well, why are you going sugar-free? Because I had a client who would tip me an extra 500 bucks if I could eat a serving of everything off of the biggest buffets that he could take me to. Sugar-free? 
It includes the sugar-free shit too, motherfucker. That's part of the buffet, ain't it? I got I have lines. I have lines I will not I want cross. that $500. I just bought a house. <laughs> you bought a house for like half my rent. I won't there's lines Those I won't are cross. Personal choices and I spend my money on experiences. Well, I do too. Usually the ones where you fear like you're missing out on something, but yeah. Yeah, I, I just went to Japan like a month ago. And when you came back here, did you still have to pay rent or do you own this? Oh, I had to pay rent. Yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. I want somewhere when I'm done paying for it, I'm done paying for it. I officially have somewhere to die and ain't nowhere and nobody who can say anything about it. See, I have no official place of death yet. And I'm okay with that. I want to be surprised. <laughs> like that knife in the back or shot in the back or run over from the back. Well, and the real the reality of the situation is I owned a place in Chicago. Like I sold my condo. Lord. I'm sorry. Give me a house. I'm old fashioned. Give me I need a George Carlin situation. I have been carrying boxes, loads, storage units of my shit my entire life. When I was not in my parents' house, I was at somebody else's house. I was with the man that I was sleeping with, or the boy I was dating, or the man I'm engaged to's house. Never my house. By the time my father was the age that I am now, he had already gone through four houses, bought and sold and gave one away. Yeah, that generation could do that because property was cheap. Yeah, and guess what? Our generation can't. So I got the fuck into the goddamn gun. So all I ever wanted in my entire life was something that was mine that couldn't be taken away. As long as I pay them goddamn taxes, which is a little tiny taste of $208. I spend more than that on groceries. Hey, more power to you. No, it's LA. I have to. Yeah. I was like, you like eating, don't you? You look like you like to eat. Oh, so I, there I, you go. I like eating. Yeah, this uh, is not this is not a body that came off of like fish sticks and ramen. Maybe when I was in college and I still wasn't thin back then, but like, yeah, real talk. So uh I have a standard of living. My standard of living is different than the LA standard of living. I'm content to not have access to 24-hour debauchery all the time. I know. In trade of, I can leave my front door unlocked. I can leave my back door unlocked. I have a 65-inch television set in my living room that will still be there if those front doors were open. My cat and my dog might get out. I can leave my car running in my yard, come home drunk as a motherfucker, and come back and be a quarter of a tank lighter, and my car's still there, and it's just one angry-ass squirrel and two slightly trying to fuck cats inside of it. I can look up at the sky and see stars every night and remind me of my mom and my daddy. Can't do that in L.A. You can't barely have peace in this motherfucker. You got crazy ass motherfuckers out on the street. You got crazy more people to stay upstairs, downstairs, next to you, on the other side of you. There is no personal space here. There is no grass. Y'all got a fuck ton of motherfucking palm trees just waiting to bend right over on top of your house. But other than that, you got sand, fire, and shakes. That's two seconds away from being a seizure. I'm good. And I know my house might be almost 100 years old. And it might not be the best house on the planet. Lord knows. I'd like to have better amenities. But when that bitch is done being paid off, your trip to Japan, just for shits and giggles, could be my two, three, four times a year with my husband. Still making the same amount of money. He's a country boy. He hasn't really gone far. He rode a plane for the first time year before last when we went to New Orleans. Oh, that's wild. He's 36. Or he was 36 at the time. That's wild. Yeah. Everybody doesn't get to have this... Y'all might not think of it as lap of luxury because of this fucking traffic sometimes. Y'all have some of the best food on the planet. Y'all have the most 
cultural mix of diversity I think I've seen in one fucking place. And I've been to New York and it's wasted. You've chewed up all the ground that old Joni Mitchell, they paid paradise and put up a parking lot, 15 goddamn Walgreens and a million fucking Starbucks because a bitch needs a fucking pumpkin latte at nine o'clock in the morning. She just can't get her day going right. I made my trade kind of cool with it. Like I can now just to let you know what he's saying for his rent. My house is a two bedroom, two full bathroom, fenced in backyard with a full size garage and my own private driveway. I am over 24 feet away from my next door neighbor's window on both sides. The police don't come to my neighborhood unless they're called. It's quiet. So quiet you can hear a bitch motherfucker drop. Our town is full of weed, no longer meth, so it doesn't look like the walking dead when I wake up in the morning or go to sleep at night. I come visit y'all. I come visit y'all all the time. I Last year for DomCon, I came in two weeks before the convention and left a week and a half after Pride. I stayed here for almost two months. That's enough. <laughs> for me, personally. But when I'm gone from here for a little while, I'm like, oh, man. That badass sushi place with the little restaurant waiter robot thing with the big eye on it that looked like a minion. Oh, that food was so good. Am I going to trade it in to my, for my couch that turns into a bed and I can sleep in my living room without looking like a stranger? Fuck nah. <laughs> like, I started out as a city girl. We moved to the country. Culture shock. But then I did that shit for a quarter of a fucking century. And now, like, that's what I'm used to. We have a parade where at our old house that we had rented for 10 years, they tied a longhorn steer off to the tree next to my driveway. So it was just a longhorn steer sitting next to my little Ford Focus. Didn't perturb me in the bit. My neighbors behind me used to have a cow and a mule tied off to their Ford F-150 that was like from 89. I told you about my truck loving people around the corner. That is not what's going to make me go. Now, if you caught me about mm, eight years ago, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm going to Canada. Y'all kiss my ass. I need some health care just in case I keel over like my mom randomly. Uh, and then I was like, they win if you go. And I don't like losing unless it's for money. So country house smack in the middle of the United States. And it only takes me about three and a half to four hours to get anywhere in the U.S. or North America. I'm Gucci and the flights are a hell of a lot cheaper. I'm right above Dallas. So Southwest's hub is right there at Dallas love. Well, till Southwest uh, imploded recently, but Hey, I ain't trying to be funny. They didn't have a Delta airline almost crash into the side of American airline over here at your nice little airport the other day either. So there's that. Eh, and go then, Delta. Yeah. Cause if we're not crashing you into something, we're dragging your ass off plane. Cause you said you ain't going to give up your seat. Like of your uh, own free will. We're just doing some shit. You come with me. What the fuck is this? Roots? <laughs> My name is Django, motherfucker. <laughs> I love LA for the opportunities it presents. I, I've been a city kid my whole life. Like The idea of not being a city just... It throws you off. And it really threw me off when we first... We would visit Mississippi all the time. And it was so fun. Them motherfuckers was tricking us. They knew what the fuck was going on down there. And they were like, oh, all this fresh air, sunshine, no going to jail. It'll be great for you and the kid. Like my daddy said, if he knew that my grandma was going to fly the fuck off the wheel the way she did, we'd have stopped in Memphis and said, fuck it, we can go visit. 
And we didn't. We moved to a town that had less than a thousand people inside of it. They still had segregated uh, uh, when you would have your student government. We still had a white and a black homecoming king and queen that would flip-flop back and forth every year. We had a full white homecoming court and a black homecoming court, which is kind of hard because we have Native Americans and Hispanics that lived in town that went to school with us. We used to have to ride two different buses when we went to prom. I graduated. I didn't graduate. I left that school in 98 and 97. There you go. And they still horrible. And they still do it now. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. And that's why I only go back to visiting when people die. The same reason why you here. You found your comfort. You found your ease and you found your people. Trying. (laughs) My point with selling my condo in Chicago in the first place was it locked me to a place. Like right now, if I really wanted to, I'd say, deuces, I'm out. I could just go. Having that mortgage locked me in Chicago for probably four years longer than I wanted to be there. So unless I become wealthy all of a sudden, I'm probably never buying again. The main reason I bought was because I wanted one big chunk off of my plate. Like I said, I come from a tiny, dink-ass town in the middle of fucking nowhere. We still were living in World War II greenhouses, shotgun houses, trailers with bricks on the outside. What I got now is an upgrade that when my family comes to visit, like, ooh, this is nice. Like Tiffany Haddish, this is nice. It don't smell like roaches in here or nothing. Yeah. It's not the upgrades that I've seen the people around me have. But, bitch, I used to live in my car and beat up fucking strippers for a living for a second after I got out of college. This is a fucking upgrade. Well, and you should never, and live, I, your, yeah. never live your life comparing it to other people. Yeah. Someone's always going to have more. Yeah, somebody is always going to have more. And if I literally live my life trying to have the standard of somebody else's life, but I'm not actually living their life, then I have wasted mine. I agree wholeheartedly. So, like, let me have my little $40,000 house. And when it's done being paid for... In less than a decade, which is less time than most people need to pay off their student loans, a car, including like repairs and trying to keep it up and incidentals and insurance and shit. I'm going to have all that neatly stacked in the box. Right now, it costs me and my husband $1,200 a month to live. You spend $1,200 a month in putting electricity in the car and playing on all this awesome ass equipment taking these pictures and buying this booze i mean this shit's paid for so (laughs) yeah and you see how this shit's paid for and it's making money for you it does it's making something for you i would think you wouldn't keep doing it on purpose or maybe you are a masochist and we need to have a different conversation when these mics go off (laughs) but like it's all attuned to what you are comfortable with i know everybody ain't gonna be comfortable inside my house there's raccoons and squirrels and fucking deer and little tiny well actually not so tiny red foxes and coyotes that'll walk through my backyard like hey what was you looking at i'm walking here but i'll take all them critters to know that i can walk out of my porch damn near any time of year i can watch the planets line up from my backyard without a telescope i got to see the inversion this year or at the very end of last year but i can watch that on the internet some things just ain't as good on the internet. Ain't oh, you I know. Learn that from all the people, other folks you done talked to. Like, oh, I'm all well, spit a good game when he's slinging dick online, but you take his ass away from that damn camera, and he got about 
that much potential for a conversation that would actually land him in some pussy that somebody hadn't paid for first. Facts. Big facts. No, I'm I'm being silly. I I understand. Like, it's and the thing about it is like if it makes you happy, that's the most important part. Oh my god, it makes me so happy to know that I'll be debt free in less than a decade, and if I can last beyond that decade to actually enjoy it. Oh Jesus, I am going out and fucking shit up. We are we are we are painting the town red and it's setting that motherfucker on fire. We're going to all the countries. I'm going to drag my husband around the world. He is going to make his people so they were jealous when we went to the Bahamas. It was a cruise. That's big stuff to them. That's just the tip of the iceberg of stuff I want to do in places I want to go. I've been around the world before, like right before COVID hit, I just got back from Australia. And um, I intend on doing it again. Where in Australia were you? Uh, first in Sydney and then in Adelaide. Uh, I my may he rest in peace. And I really, really miss him. And I'm gonna try not to cry. But my former slave Richard was there. He just passed away last year before Christmas from leukemia. And the last time I went was when I went to go see him. He was coming to see me at uh the dungeon that my friend Mr. Gabrielle, the bow before Contras uh ran uh uh out of the cbd and that trip was fucking amazing i bitched for half of it because that's a hot ass fucking country and we went through what was technically their summer i don't know we were thinking the tickets were cheap uh (laughs) but i'll do another 17 hours one way on a flight all over again to have that kind of experience i went to a place called kangaroo island it really had kangaroos I got to see every Sega Dreamcast fucking character of every video game. Geckos, fucking cuckoo birds, fucking armadillos, and what do you call them damn things? Knuckles, echidnas. Yep. <laughs> I got to see all of that. That wouldn't have happened while I'm back here in the States busting my ass trying to pay for a house so I can look better than the bitch down the fucking street. No, <laughs> Once again, you shouldn't be trying to live your life compared to other people. 100%. I had to move the gigantic dick away from my mouth while I'm trying to shove a lime into it. Only one thing in the mouth at a time. But, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Experiences are fucking key. Like, pre-pandemic, actually up until 2018, I was trying to do at least one international trip a year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes two. Like, I've been all over the fucking world. I love it. Like, this Japan trip was like, oh, shit. I can afford it. I got the time. Japan reopened. I went. Might not have been the wisest move. Don't care. Like, hey, it all depends on, like, if I gotta go, can I at least... Perfect example. When I was a little girl, my granddaddy, my mama's... Oh, shit. My mama's daddy, him and my granny, would have the same argument every morning. They call each other love and lovey. Love is my granddad. Lovey was my granny. Love, you can't eat four Inman's donuts every morning and drink like five cups of coffee. Why not? I've been doing it since World War II. Uh, <laughs> love his quick action responses. I really genuinely believe that's where I get it from. Well, lovey, if I give up all my donuts, then what do I have to look forward to? Just waiting for the end and there ain't no donuts. So... I'm just going to have these donuts. Does it mean that you have to like scarf back the world to get full off of it? No, but we all only get one turn on the rock, baby. I'm going to spend my time trying to enjoy the fuck 
out of the rock and the people on it versus like where I'm George Carlin and putting my shit inside of a box inside of another box to be able to afford the big box before I die and go in the little one. Well, and especially because none of this shit is promised. If anything, the pandemic should have taught everybody none of this shit is promised. There's a couple million people that thought that they were going to be here in 2023 that are not fucking here. Yeah. like and I'm sure a bunch of them had five-year plans. Yeah. Five-year plans don't mean shit. I said, and I quote, if I can pay my house off inside of this decade and get any time beyond that, it was time well spent. It was money well spent. Or I could have falling back like a lot of people did because my father passed from COVID in 2020. Like, Sorry to hear it. Right at the height. I appreciate it. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer on your show. But like that shit showed me one, I am going to croak. Absolutely, positively. Probably from cancer. Hopefully not from COVID. Maybe a heart attack. All depends on how many genetic factors we're throwing in there between. At least the heart attack should be quick. Hey, that's how it was for my mom. She went and paid her life insurance that morning. She was dead by 12. Hopefully the check cleared. Yes, it did. But they still held me up on her insurance. I ended up having to pay for the whole thing out of my pocket because they said we had to make sure she died of natural causes at 72. Because, you know, mom was really bad about doing them whiskey throttles and shit and laying it out on the paint in the middle of the street. And we had to break her those habits like no cocaine on Saturdays. That shit's only for Tuesdays with tacos. I don't know what they were expecting my mother to have been doing when she died at the house on the well not at the house but made it through life flight just to be able to make it to the hospital like you can read the paperwork oh and the fun part where they lost her body for a day yeah the morgue at the hospital that she passed at lost her body for a day jay because um somebody forgot to they stopped using the toe tags they started using those you know those scanners that'll like put the semi-permanent tattoo thingy on you for like two weeks and they would run it across the foot, they run it across the hand, and they run, run across the arm. So if you pulled them out the drawer, all the tags go together. This is this person. They forgot to tag mom. <laughs> and somebody moved her to the central freezer, which means this person has not either been claimed by a family member or a funeral home has not been designated to pick them up. We don't know when the body will be picked up. And all I could say was when I asked for my mother to find out about sending funeral, <laughs> funeral director to there to pick her up, she was like, we don't have a Carol Daniels. Excuse me? We don't have a Carol Daniels. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I know she died yesterday. And unless she has risen like my personal Lord and Savior, y'all better fucking find her. We ain't even gonna talk about the did she grow legs and walk away part because unless them motherfuckers got hacked off in the life flight, I think she still had feet. Are we talking about a resurrection or we did a oops? Let me get back to you. Does that technically count as medical malpractice? If you go to my Facebook and see the video I made about when they lost my father in the emergency room during COVID before he died, you would understand my rage is the same hospital when I had a miscarriage. The nurse told me I could bury my daughter in the backyard to keep her closer to me. So to say the healthcare system of Mississippi is fooped is an understatement. Yeah. Yep. All the more reason I went off about dad because, well, your hospital system already lost my mom in a different city. Let's see if you keep up with my dad before I come across this counter on you. And, you owe me money. You know, what's fucked is it's just the American healthcare system. In general. Yeah. And that's why I was screaming and hollering from the top of my lungs. Canada. Oh, Canada. I mean, it's it's completely fucked. I read an article in the LA Times that Cedar Sinai, of all fucking places, has a really bad... Mother mortality rate for African-American mothers. 
Honey, everywhere is a bad mortality rate for African-American mothers. Like I literally almost bled to death and had somebody tell me, don't bring her into my ER. We just got finished having housekeeping down here because I was literally bleeding liters of blood out of my vagina. I had an abruption. The placenta had come loose from the wall before I went into active labor. So the baby suffocated inside of me. And then I bled out all my juices from where it tore the inside lining of my uterus out. That's the part you're supposed to heal up from when you need to be in the hospital for a couple of weeks. But on average, it's usually somewhere between 24, 72 hours if you had a C-section. Other than that, take your ass back home. Staples, sutures, everything. When you get a BBL done, usually if you pay the right amount of money and you're already paying a good butt of money to get your butt put on there, you're held for at least two weeks of you not being able to sit on your ass. And people pay for state of care after they have major plastic surgery done. There's actually a woman down in Miami uh, runs a place called the Doll House, where her only service is being a CNA and making sure you lay on your tummy, that you're propped up with pillows underneath your guts, that your boobs have like a big butt pillow for when you have like hemorrhoids, and that you have a chin rest underneath you so you don't mess up your face from everywhere you had suction done. To put that shit deliciously back into your rump. Must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice because I had a miscarriage and literally almost bled to death. And they put me out two days later and only put me out two days later because they were going to put me out at the third day. But my cousin had been assaulted by her baby's father and they had to kick me out of my room so she would have somewhere to go. Oh, fun. Yeah, I know, right? I am Debbie Downer. I'm going to walk away from this particular line of questions because I want people to still listen to this fucking show. I need more booze. Uh, it's right there. I know. <laughs> and that's fucked. That's absolutely fucked. Dude, the state of Oklahoma told me, like, you can't say you don't want to have kids until you're 43. If you don't already have kids or your husband, who is seven years younger than you, or your father, who is dead, is willing to sign off and say they're okay with you shutting down your uterus. Should have just forged some documents from dad. Yeah, I'm fairly sure SSI would have had something to say about that shit. Not if it's good forgery. I never was good at my dad's signature. I fucked at his signature. I mean, what are they going to reference it against now? Let's see. The deed from the house. All the checks he wrote before he died. Well, pay someone to forge it well, then. Oh, my God. You are just a fountain of something. That is one way to describe me. You almost had equipment covered in fucking Frank's Red Hot Sauce. I'm really glad I didn't. Gone hundreds of episodes, and this board has survived somehow, So, and I'm trying to keep it that way. We're super proud of the board. I am. It's a, it's a fucking workhorse. Cheers. <laughs> Which is super fucked, because for me to get a vasectomy, literally, I didn't meet the doctor until the day of the surgery. Yep, and you also... We're probably given a semi-sedative. I know they were going to offer my husband. Uh, what did they say they were going to give him? I mean, they gave me nit- nitrous oxide. No, they were literally going to give him something before they gave him the gas. Like, we want this to be as minimally painful as humanly possible. I mean, they gave me a local. <laughs> I wish they did that shit last time. Uh, I had exploded cells around my uterus and on my cervix. So it meant that I ran a higher risk for cancer. Uh, I would have to get something called a cryopsy done 
every year to scrape cells around there and make sure they're not exploding. And then if they were exploded, that I would have to do a test for cancer. I got no sedation. I didn't even get a fucking Tylenol until after it's over. And I do mean a single 500 milligram Tylenol. That probably cost $100. More than likely. Um, and a doctor, the last time I had to have one, thank you, God, and I came back with no exploded cells. And I was like, yeah, this is probably the end of this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> the doctor literally put a speculum inside of me. And they have what's meant to be a state of jail to like basically get everything to stay that way. When they scrape, they can just take that in the jail, put it in the specimen dish. He was like, well, we're just going to put a little honey mustard down there real quick. <laughs> ah. Shecky green in this motherfucker. Really? We doing jokes, motherfucker? Like for real? And we're just talking about, you know, my I'm being polite cancer. enough to let you see my vagina and not charge you for it, motherfucker. Like, I'm trying real hard not to use bad words. So there's going to be enough Sam Jackson motherfuckers scattered across the rest of this interview that they'll probably make somebody sick at home. Like, damn, that's one of his kids. He is old enough. Uh, and then when it came around time to do the actual freezing, this is going to be a little chilly, but I'm sure you're used to the stick. Psst. You know what that is? That's straight liquid nitrogen being blasted into my vagina and directly onto my cervix. The most nerve-bound thing a woman has inside of her body other than her brain and her nipples. Hurt less to bite the tip of your tongue off. Now, if you were going to offer that service to someone, how much would you charge? At least a grand. Because I'm sure somebody, you know, if you could set that up in the dungeon... You give me all the proper medical facilitations that apparently we're at home surgery doing now, then yes, I am going to say I've done some at home surgery on some people, but my at home surgery was more like, I'm going to stitch your eyelids together. I'm going to stitch your lips together because I'm tired of you. I'm tired of, you know what it was? That scene out of Hellboy, the doctor, the crazed Nazi doctor who had like cut off his eyelids and pieces of his face and lips and everything because he just couldn't stop doing surgery and then he couldn't stop doing surgery on himself. I was like, what if we did that in reverse? I'm getting tired of you looking at me and talking to me. Be still. See, I have I have weirdness with my eyes like that. Just ugh. Oh, it's that deep space fear that needle, 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 face. Yeah. Like, the idea of having my lips sewn shut, I mean, obviously isn't pleasant. It'd be kind of a detriment to doing this. But, like, that just, like... Sounds like it would be uncomfortable. Let me take that back. Lips were sewn shut. Eyes were done with the 22, 22, 24, 22, 24 gauge needles. So basically like the insulin needle thinness, butterfly needles. But still, but still uh, like there's a reason I've never gotten LASIK because I'm just like, and eh, you're my eyes. Like uh, The main reason I haven't gotten it because I was like, I got bad luck and it'll be like a million served and good. And then yo ass is Stevie Wonder for the rest of your life. And since I can't play the piano and I don't like braids like that anymore, I guess I'm screwed. I don't know. People may pay more money for the blind dom. Here's the hoping. Because <laughs> apparently at some point in time, either we're going to bump up this prescription or I am going to be the blind dom. And actually, people do pay for a blind dom. The beautiful Mistress Cyan, who is legally blind and will absolutely tear your ass up off of muscle memory alone. Like, that woman is a marble. <laughs> I just got a vision. Like... 
I, I know this is not cyan, but like I just got a vision of like feeling for a butt cheek, like, oh, there it is. Bow! That kind of is it. Like, <laughs> she does her testers when she does her whipping and her flogging, and she makes sure that she is actually hitting something. And in her head, between her head and her hands, it just goes into autopilot and to see it up close and personal because i've seen it in a fully lit room and i've seen it in a damn near pitch black room like somebody here fucking like it's really dark no she's up on stage just a just enough light not to throw her off because it's mostly like a field of vision like she can see shapes stills movement and that's about it so she's the daredevil of doms yeah she fucking oh my god i gotta get her a daredevil t-shirt this says Mr. Cyan across the back of it. You're welcome. She might not see it, but she'll love it. <laughs> but yeah, like as far as like people who have pushed me along in my career and have tried to help me make a way where a lot of people like me haven't been, she's been like one of my biggest cheerleaders and absolutely one of the nicest people that i've met in the industry along with a couple of other good-hearted people that still do this for the sister community and because if we don't nobody else will and that whole some of us got to be the kindling before the rest of y'all end up turning into the firewood type of deal and like i'm hoping that in some kind of way shape or form and whatever weird visage it comes in that i'm doing her and the rest of the people that i try to speak up for some kind of proud <laughs> Yeah, look at me out here trying to be somebody and do stuff and spark a change and all kind of other hipstery shit. Sparking <laughs> change. I don't think sparking change is, a his, is hipstery. I, I think it's what it's the right thing to do, right? Yeah, it is the right thing to do. But in this day and age, how many people you know that just feel like my grandma used to say it best? You couldn't pay a motherfucker to do the right goddamn thing. We are in the wrong climate for the right damn thing. It is too hot outside for the right damn thing. And you knew you wasn't going to do the right damn thing when you put your clothes on this morning. No right damn things. I mean, that's accurate. <laughs> but I'm also not claiming to be doing the right goddamn thing. Yeah, point. My granny was, or not my granny, but my grandma was wise beyond her angry little old years. Like the never get rich, sucking a po dick kind of shit. Yeah, that stuff. I think you said that off mic. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that should be recycled for the audience so they can actually hear it. Actually, my friend, Mistress Miss Madison, uh, based out of Vegas, she sent me where somebody had put that on a meme of like this very Aunt Jemima archetype looking lady talking to two little black girls on a porch. And it's just written down there. And I was like, my grandma used to say that. Where the fuck did you get this? <laughs> say it to the audience, because you said it initially before we started recording. You will, and this goes very well for your audience. You will never get rich sucking a po dick. Never. Never, never, never. I don't give a fuck if that man told you he was producing every piece of porn across the fucking what used to be valid. He's lying through his teeth fast enough for him to melt out his mouth. Nine times out of ten. That's right, ladies. You will never get rich sucking my dick. <laughs> Just putting it out there. But you could have a decent, like, sound equipment and some cameras. You need to shoot a little content and be like, excuse me, Big Daddy Mike, might I be able to use your beautiful space and all your shits so I can make a little porn in your house? I'll do something nice for you. Yeah, pay me. Damn right, motherfucker hell. Oh, my God. If I had one more cute girl come up to me during AVM, because this is how it basically went. We showed up, we set up. The first two days, lame as fuck. 
Also, super fucking quiet. It wasn't just us. Like, I walked out and walked the whole showroom floor. The most drag assery I saw there was when everybody lined up for fucking uh, registration. And it looked like we were super full because everybody was trying to be first in line. I was literally laying on the ground taking stupid pictures. I didn't give a fuck. Um, and that was it. And then it was slow. But we got a couple ladies from some of the cam booths. OnlyFans, minifans, Shatterbait, that stuff. When they took their breaks, they would come over, get electricity from uh, Jabberjaw, our electroshock therapist, as I like to call him, um, <laughs> uh, or Spankins or Floggins. My sister, Mistress Madison, she was like picking whole girls up over her shoulder and Spankins and stuff. It was fucking epic. Uh, I had two gentlemen that do this like rowdy ass show that like I was just talking shit with them and they were like, actually, we're doing interviews with everybody out here on the floor. Would you like to do an interview? And that interview turned into like... Oh, uh, was like, that Jiggy? Yeah. Christmas tree suit dude. Yeah, yeah yes. Jiggy Jaguar. And, and Big Boy. And Big Will, yep. Yes, and uh, by the end of their little quick, like those 10-minute motherfuckers that you hate, it turned into like, well, you got that whip. What can you do with it? Oh, sir, Um, I don't believe that's what you want come on now this will be fun he's having him a country boy moment he's making fun of my accident and i was like all right i told you now it's a six foot custom made black leather bull whip that was made by my mama and i call her my mama for a reason she has garnered so much respect for me uh april over at whippingstripes.com and my thing is that um i'm six foot three 262 and yes before you ask i was born a cis female i'm just big as fuck i mean i wasn't gonna ask well, i know you weren't gonna ask but somebody in the background and one he's like is that a real lady her voice kind of deep uh so, <laughs> i have been called sir so many times without this wig on on this trip it's fucking ridiculous Oof. but i used to play football so like i've gotten used to it the older i get the more i'm like if you seen these titty when they was good though <laughs> <laughs> But I digress from that part. Uh, it always ends up being somebody who's like, was she always a girl? Is she like a real girl? Is it like half a girl? We got some extra chromosomes going on. No, I'm just a big ass bitch. I don't know where the fuck it come from. Just as much as y'all don't know where the fuck it come from. Humor me. Uh, whenever I have those moments of like, you're really tall. You're really big. You seem really strong. I picked up a grown-ass man at, what was that? Crimson Moon in Schaumburg, right outside Chicago. We're in Chicago. Bitch, we in Schaumburg. Stop it. Stop it. The mall. Schaumburg Mall. It's it's Schaumburg. Yeah, Woodfield Mall. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's Schaumburg. We're just, there's that's, nothing that's, wrong with Schaumburg. Just be Schaumburg. Well, that's a, that's a. We want to be Chicagoland metro area. <laughs> I mean, that's always the thing from Chicago. When you meet anyone else who's from Chicago, like, so what part? And they're like. They named their suburb. Yeah. Oh, Lord bless them. We digress from you beating Jiggy. Or him asking. Oh, me. I'm so sorry. I did. He, both of them, both of them. He came up to me. He was like, hey, so what's up with the whip? And I, when I got done with the interview, I went around and made a couple cracks trying to bring some people in. So they're like, ooh, what the fuck was that? And he was like, you know how to use that thing? And I wouldn't own it if I didn't because I, I, I put completely too much money investing in these. I got like four or five of them at the house. And he was like, can I see it? So I handed it to him. He was like, this thing is heavy. And I was like, it's loaded with buckshot. Because of that 6'3 and 262, if it was light, I'd chunk this motherfucker like a Wii remote all the goddamn time. Uh, he was like, 
well, can you show me a little something? You know how he talks. And I was like, why do I feel like this is about to be a, the best, worst episode of Backyard Wrestling, but with a whip? <laughs> and he was like, come on now. And I was like, okay. So I went up behind him, gave him a couple of things. He's like, I don't feel good. Whole time, big boys in the back recording it. Uh, Yeah. So I gave him a couple more flicks. He was like, that's it? That's all you got? Don't say that to a woman holding a whip. Whether you know if she can use it or not, odds are she might, and it might turn hurtful. So I was like, okay. He's like, give me one good one for the road. And I don't know how the hell he went first, and then Big Boy was like, yeah, I'll step up to that Pepsi challenge. Fuck it, you just being a pussy about it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I gave him two rollovers and a flare and that flare in between is like you ever seen like when they do the mask of Zorro thing a flare is like an N instead of a Z so you get your over and over and then I right into it ooh I did that uh he jumped <laughs> damn near clean out his Christmas man suit and then here come big boy he's like come on man you you can do it <laughs> if I can do it you can do it and I love when boys just talk each other in a stupid shit it's like I mean, smell this fart i, I mean that's weird. why we have a lower life expectancy yeah does this taste weird to you because you're eating mad mayonnaise that's why um so big boy was like don't hurt me now jd and the other's hand is like get him i got mine get him so i give him a couple overhands and he's like okay i can kind of feel it but he has on like a shirt a tank top wife beater and button up on top of that then he had on thick ass jeans and shit. And I was like, well, if you pull down your britches, this would go a lot faster. And he was like, nah, nah, I ain't gonna do all that. I was like, okay, so do you give me permission to light up your back because it's a bigger target? Cause your jeans are kind of sagging. And I want to make sure I don't catch you on your tailbone. And he was like, give me what you got, little mama. So I did. He ain't like it. He ain't like it one bit. <laughs> <laughs> He did that. You ever seen somebody step on a Lego dance with no socks on? He was like, ah, ah. <laughs> he walked down the side of the booth and the boy's like, yep, that's good. You get it? You get it? Okay, we're done. Because <laughs> when they came into the suite when I was trying to talk to you the first time, I was like, hey, what are you doing in here? And he starts rubbing his butt. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. I was like, I dished out way worse. And he was like, not me, ain't. And I was like, I would never. You haven't paid me my deposit yet. (laughs) But they were super sweet. They got interviews with myself and Miss Madison. Uh, I think they spoke with uh, Anastasia as well, Miss Thick Blue. Uh, And uh, it it just, uh, it was a fun, happy, I'm happy we're back at AVN and it's con time, but like, I'm not gonna lie, as a bitch who showed up on the boat late, I'm kind of stuck on what used to be when we were over at the Hard Rock. It was our, we were the hallway. I could tell you in 2020, it was thick as butt cheeks out there. Like, spread. I need to walk. I need oxygen. The fucking mini vids, the whole middle hallway suite and stuff, like, they were just everywhere. 
and like Motor Bunny and SXN and everybody was able to sell their wares and like make a profit. Because for a lot of people, ABN is that jump off for the beginning of the year. The money we make here is deposits for everything else across the rest of the year because it's one of the biggest trade shows that we have. And for them to be like, well, this baby goes in this corner. We don't like you. You go in that corner. Well, y'all are okay because it's a bunch of naked bitches. Y'all can be right there in the middle of the goddamn floor unless you're fat and you go over here. Um, Enjoy your random sprinkling of twinks. And a guy complained about my guys can't wear their shirts. They're over there jacking off people in front of my booth. Uh, no, you're mad because no one showed up for your... I don't know who this guy was. He was super handsome, but he looks like the guy that your dad would go to golf with on a Sunday when we're supposed to be at church, but he's totally sucking that dude's dick off at the ninth tee. He had a dad face with a sexy-ass man body. And I got all kinds of pictures of him without his shirt on. Like, you be gay, I don't give a fuck. It ain't for you, it's for me. I'm gonna rub one the fuck out as soon as I get back to it, like, looking at your picture, but, like, that's, it is what it is. Uh, my guys gotta wear shirts. Get, but they're wearing Marco Marcos with their whole asshole hanging out and just enough pouch to keep the balls in. Picking at some really small short straws there, my guy. I was enjoying watching women roll their eyes back in ecstasy, and you came and you fucked up my good time. There's a lot of that. <sighs> All my anger. That was my least favorite thing about it. All the space. There was someone that was supposed to have been in a booth behind us that like had that whole back wall to themselves they never even showed up except for on the next to last day there was like five or six of them they were selling what i believe was calendars they left their calendars on the table and then got mad when people took them they had a they had a lock box like a rolling lock box didn't put their stuff back inside of it and then complained that they got their stuff stolen and then was like well we're leaving but left the lock box there for the entire show so that space just went completely to waste. Common sense is some common. Lord, if that ain't the God's office, fucking truth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you, what did Mama say? You can't pay people to be right sometimes. You just can't. And I've gotten over that fact. I cannot control everybody's behavior. My therapist has made it very clear to me. I need to stop looking at the small problems and back further at the big picture kind of deal but like y'all motherfuckers pissed me right off the boys that were in the booth across from us i think it was it wasn't fixing it it wasn't vivid it was it was oh, helix it was Helix, a studio I'd never heard of before, but apparently one of their artists won for Best New Talent. He came down after the Gabians had his little award. Woo, hot boy summer in the middle of this cold-ass fucking Las Vegas. And he's taking pictures of people his award. He's like literally pulling his put out, putting the trophy next to it kind of stuff. And I'm like, everybody had their clothes on with flame. Like, everybody had their clothes on with Frank. We custom wrapped him in saran wrap in between each ride. Cleaned him off with alcohol in between each ride. Kept him sanitary and safe. Couldn't say the same thing from the nice folks over at Motor Bunny. Oof. Yeah. So, 
I said it. That's my hill I'm about to die on because I got video in my phone. Tell me something different. Black women show up with receipts. Yeah, I was like, nobody shut down their party. Well, I'm just going to take a picture of Nick and a picture of that and a video of all this. The best thing about being six foot three, I put my arms above my head. I'm almost at eight foot. I'm my own drone. Just stay the fuck out my way. I can keep this smooth pan, beautiful footage just a rolling in. It's pretty goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, there was. A, I'm hoping for better things next year. I really, really am. Like we're just coming back. It's been a long minute. It's under new management. I get it. There's going to be hiccups. But if y'all going to treat these women and these men and these people like they're fucking hamburgers, can you give them the best plates and cutlery to be put up against so they can look like it? Avian stars getting shut down. For a lot of the ladies that were coming there, that was their first real in into the show, being part of that network. And when they knocked that out, there were people showing up like, but I'm part of ABN Stars. Well, no, you're not. And you haven't touched your profile in a while, ma'am. Uh, that shit been cut off for a second. <laughs> I saw people down there like, are they not going to do it? Uh, if we didn't have people like uh, the Cupcake Girls and... Pineapple support. A lot of the ladies wouldn't have been able to get into the show. Because they basically took it. People said, well, hey, they're with us. So that they could, I guess, either get their passes or whatever got messed up at the door. And, like, you have to understand, like, I know Nilla folks on the outside are looking at like, ah, oh, naked people galore. All oh, the hot dog eating contests. But, like, you have to understand, motherfucker, we at work. Right. Like we make a living. Like, you might see it as sexy. I'll tell you the same thing I told my husband. He was like, you don't ever wear none of that cool shit for me. Bitch, they're my work clothes. That's the equivalency of me fucking you in your Walmart smock. He might be into that. Yeah, he probably is. Um, mostly it's big asses and blowjobs, but like you like what you like. Far from me to yuck your yum. Uh, but like, I'm desperately hoping for better things next year. I really want to see a bigger media suite that would have been nice. All of y'all crammed in there like sardines across oh, three couches. That was- I, I hate to break it to you. That media suite was infinitely better than the one we had at the Hard Rock. Oh, my God. Infinitely better. Well, it was it was very, it was well lit. It was clean. It was just tall ass ceilings, tiny bit of space. Still better than the one. Hey, I, that was my first time coming to the media suite there. So, like, I can't be biased one way or the other. I just personally felt for the things that they were doing with it all being like boom, 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 boom. There need to be a little bit more space between the spaces where y'all were recording. Like the people on the other couch, I'm sitting over here. I can hear the lady next to me texting. I also have ears like a fucking jackrabbit, but I can hear the lady over here tapping on her phone. I can hear the woman that you're actually having the conversation with. I can hear the guy who's at the table in the back with all the paperwork. His cell phone is going on. I'm like, it's a fucking media suite, dude. Put it on vibrate. Uh, then the two gentlemen that were doing the interview with the very busty woman with the very nice hat that I think you ended up talking to next, uh, I could hear their entire conversation. I'm like, how is this not picking up on his mics? How is this not picking up in his cameras and stuff? I haven't edited that episode yet, so I don't know. Okay. Well, then. Um, <laughs> Time will tell. Uh, <laughs> Time will fucking tell. Oh, my bad. I guess you're supposed to bring that part up. But yeah, I was oh, like, I mean, it- I'm like, how is this all not crossfeeding? Because I've done podcasts with people and they're like, phones off no vibrate because some of that stuff like i saw one uh young lady who was at uh mr staria from texas uh she had one of the little handheld joints you just put on the table that motherfucker pick up a cricket farting well and what i used to do for louder interviews like that 
was I have like um, sports announcer headsets mm-hmm. with those mics and those super cardioid patterns actually do cancel. I just didn't bring them. Okay. Because I was just like, I'm in for the day. I'm just going to knock out what I got. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to record shit. Like I brought my gear in case I was able to record shit. I got some shit done. My audience will understand that it was at AVN. And it's chaotic. Yeah, and they're partially looking for the controlled chaos, the POV, the sound clips from, did you know that the other person that you like watching fuck themselves was like in the background and that's that. Well, and it's all, <laughs> also because I was essentially doing live podcasts in there. I at least had people laughing in the media suite. Yeah, I, I, I was quite on the tickled fancy when you were talking to the young lady and y'all just ended like the whole conversation of what I'm sure started with. I do fucking for a living with, oh, but this one place I ate at, it was absolutely fabulous. Like, the greens were so grilled. She was saying something about broccolini. And I was like, oh, man, now I'm fucking hungry. I wasn't at first, but now I kind of am. <laughs> I know I'm doing a good AVN interview if, like, Brian Gross and the, the media staff is just, like, they're dying at the table because they were a couple points. Yeah, they were giggling their asses off. And, like, that's what makes good interviews. That's what makes good content. Like, you want something that's, like, form-fitting for the narrative that we're going for, but also a little not normal because if it's too normal, then we get lumped in with the rest of the crab meat, so. Well, and that's why I don't ask the stereotypical bullshit porn questions. I'm happy because I'm not the stereotypical porn person. But even if you were, they're bullshit questions. It's like when we were all on AOL as kids, like, age, sex, location, motherfucker. Like, let's be real basic with this. Are you fat? Yay, nay, not. You don't want to answer it. Is your girlfriend in Canada, too? That kind of shit. For sure. (laughs) We're getting close to the end here before we run. Sure. I want to talk to you about what you're doing at Sanctuary. Oh, we are doing all of the things now. And thank you for being the best Segway artist ever. You rock. Uh, we. It was super subtle, I know. Yeah, it was like, uh, I'm just going to jab in here like a pencil. Uh, John Wick style. Uh, just like an unlubed penis, just right in. Just going in dry. And it's probably going to come out dry, too, because if you can't make it to the bottom, it definitely ain't going to get wet. Uh, Right now, today, at the sanctuaries, we received our keys to our new property. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be starting to tape out new walls and where we're going to be putting up stuff like the stage and everything like that starting this weekend and hopefully have doors back open in February. And as far as turnarounds go, to only be down for a couple of months, especially during the pandemic, Lord, the panini, Uh, everything that went along with it, the constant opens and closings, depending on L.A. city and county law and all the rest of that good stuff going along with USA Health. When we did come back in 2021, trying to make sure that we had as many people there vaccinated as possible while still trying to let you have your freedoms of we know this is a kink space. So, like, I'm proud of us. If nobody else is proud of us, I am fucking proud of us out of this world because it takes a lot to have a dungeon. We're having our 20th anniversary this year. Hell yeah. 20 fucking years of sanctuary. That's a long damn time. 20 years of DomCon 99 for sanctuary. So we're actually on... It's almost 25. Almost 25 for sanctuary as a whole. 20 for DomCon. And yes, DomCon will be back at you bigger and better than last year here in Los Angeles. Uh, What is that going to be? May the 17th through the 22nd. 22nd. (laughs) Jade completely lost the don't talk off mic apart. Jade, don't mic. No talking. Well, we're going to say the 21st because Jade can't talk and that's the. You can write a note again. 
I was like, are you going to sit over there and do your sad clown? Like, I'm writing notes with this pen. <laughs> He's like, I can't respond. Y'all suck. Stop saying stuff at me. <laughs> but yes, DomCon is going to be here. And you know, we do two events. So we have LA and we have New Orleans. How can you pass up on NOLA for Halloween weekend? Oh, I can pass on NOLA in Halloween easily. Some people can. I'm one of them crazy-ass cosplayer people. I can't. I know I might get shot, robbed, or stabbed in this fucking street, but I got to paint my entire self black last year, wear horns that came up to here, and, like, white out contacts and scared people into thinking that I was legally blind and maybe an actual black draw. So... (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where, like, the quarter is crazy enough on a normal weekend. I I don't want to be there on Mardi Gras. I don't want to be there on Halloween. Like, I just... Well, I found that, like, we have... And I don't give a fuck what nobody else says. If you don't go to the Crown Aster, if you are, like, that party kind of personality, these people treat us so well. Like, they spoil us fucking rotten. And we were like, we're going to show up with all these... The first year we did it there, we had a six foot five guy dressed as a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. No wig, just a fucking, I don't know why, but well, I guess technically a cowboy. Lone Ranger mask on with it, but still. And I mean, not an eyelash was blinked. It is the Vegas of the fucking South. Oh, no, no. The first time I went to New Orleans, I went, how does Vegas have the moniker of Sin City? How? New Orleans has it beat every possible way. Sorry, I gotta say it. You won't... In Vegas, it was very... uh, A lot of people during the trip said that Vegas was very curated. Like, they give you the best-facing version of themselves at the best hotels, and it's very, very curated. New Orleans is like, enjoy this pissy-ass street while you're drinking with a drink in your hand. There's cops telling you you could have bought a fucking bottle as long as you kept it inside of a paper bag so it doesn't bust on the side of the concrete. It's that place where, like... It's still life as a cabaret in this motherfucker, and I love it. Well, what I say about Vegas to this day is Vegas is America's wax museum. It is. It is. It's like all the parts of everything you remember, no matter when your childhood was. Like, it's all the best parts of it. Like, all the things you thought you were going to get in trouble for drinking during daylight hours, drinking at night and trying to hide it. Fuck hiding something in a cup. Go into five different restaurants, eat their food, and they're like, you can bring your cup in. My favorite place is Oceana. I got to eat there at least once a fucking day, every fucking day, and I have beaten a slave into bringing me back raw oysters from that son bitch. I don't know how he did it because it's completely against city law, but he did. Came back with a whole dozen of them. They were sitting in two (laughs) trays filled with ice. (laughs) It's... It's the feeling that you get there. Like, after Katrina, that place could have been like, and it's a ghost town. Then people are like, we ain't going nowhere else, yeah? Oh, no, no. New Orleans we, we, is so we, good. We, we here for the long run. We here for the long haul, the whole last seconds. We going to be on top of this horse. We going to ride that trail. Like, if you thought Kate Bush was on that, going up that hill, they like walking into that flood. We don't give two fucks. Y'all want to party? We about to party. Some of the best... <laughs> Some of my favorite TV shows, like those, hey, hit or miss kind of comedies and stuff, my favorite, like, real life what's happening right now shows is, like, fucking, it's uh, New Orleans Rescue, and it's all about their paramedic divisions across the city. And I'm talking about from tearjerker stories to, like, bruh, how fuck drop were you on a corner? A guy got penetrated in the back by a horse. 
A horse-drawn carriage. The horse tried to fuck him, knocked him over unconscious on the corner. The guy who's pulling the horse or has the carriage and stuff is trying to explain to the cops and then trying to explain to the EMTs. Dude's got blood gushing out of his head. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. That shit that happens in New Orleans all the time. We don't have to have a CES or AVN show the fuck up for everybody to be like, fuck it. (laughs) We don't even need tacos. It's Thursday. (laughs) And I love it. It's the controlled maybe not as controlled as you're used to chaos of it. Oh, no, I I love New Orleans. If it wasn't so fucking humid there, I'd love to live there. You know what? You got to be raised in the South to be used to that kind of swamp-ass humidity because I'm telling you right now, if I wasn't from the South, I'd never be able to make it down there. I'm so happy we do the event in October at the very end of October so it's already started to cool down through that way because I remember when we did it in August that first time, Jesus Christ, I literally chapped my ass on a pair of lace-up thong panties. And when I got back home from going from the hotel to the airport and then standing outside the airport, I sweat just enough to get my ass blisters. I have never run into an airport bathroom so fast to take my panties off and wasn't getting no dick or randomly getting eaten by a steward. Or that one time with a stewardess. But either way, like, I'd do it again. Hell yeah. I'd do it a million more times. It's kind of, I feel about New Orleans the same way I feel about my house. It ain't for everybody, but God damn it, I'm showing the fuck up. And somebody was like, did you just put on, I literally turned my husband into Blade. Like, I built him a sword. I made the entire flat jacket, everything from scratch. I was a draw one day. I brought a storm. Uh, Jason Muse once ran off my phone for the uh, Sub-Zero and scorpion cosplays i did one is underlit with leds yeah i go hard i'm sleeping in a tub we got 15 people in this room but this is how we're getting the con kid at the bottom of my heart i don't care how old i get (laughs) and new orleans is like the biggest fucking con because it's like when we went to new orleans one year we scared the perverts off a perverts row at deja vu and had a line of black men angry as fuck at a bar as we walked in the door with men on leashes as we tipped enough money to have put at least two people's children fully through college off of other people's money. I literally picked a boy up, uh, Kid Dynamite, gave him a wedgie out of this world, said, give me money, little man. I'm broke. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and uh, Slave Robin, I hemmed him up inside of an ATM and said, give me what you got. He was like, I'm kind of... He's a country cowboy. He's from Texas, so it's all slow drawl and stuff. And he was like, well, Miss Mia, ma'am, I'm completely tapped out. I'm so sorry. Alice, Alice in Bondage Land, took his wallet and shook it out on the stage. And uh, there wasn't anything in there. Like, it had been a cartoon. A fly would have flew out of it. So we walked him down the street, went to the ATM machine because their ATM was tapped inside of there. I picked him up by the back of his belt and shoved him into that ATM machine that's right next to the crystals before you get to the hotel door and made him pull out another $500. And my boy, he had wandered off away from me and was standing out in front of uh, Max's and had made this lady bend over and put a $20 bill in her G-string. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, while I got Robin on a leash. He did not do that, right? I am so sorry. I thought I raised him better than that. I said, do you mind? So I pulled it out of her back floss, smacked him in the face with it. We don't do that here. 
you speak to a lady, you talk to a lady, you talk to her eyes, not her titties, and you give her her money in her hand. He got down on both of his knees and said, I am so sorry, Miss Mia, and looked up at her and said, ma'am, may I please give you this humble $20? And she was like, girl, you got to teach me how to do that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, it take a little bit longer, but like, I can teach you if you want to learn. And she bought a fucking one day ticket to come up because she was like, that was something. That's fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to definitely have you back. We've been at this for over two hours already. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to go. Oh, no, no, no. You don't, don't, do not dare apologize for it. And now we drink. <laughs> We're going to call last call, though. We're going to get you out of here. Man, my poor homeresser. Having a good time, of course. But, Mia, before we get you out of here, where can they find you on all the things? Uh, because social media does not like what I do for a job, and they love to shut down my media platforms constantly. I am always coming back like the plague. So if you want to make sure that you... Find me, find me. The best way and the best place to find me is Google my whole damn name, Mistress Mia, M-I-A, like missing in action, dark, D-A-R-Q-U-E. If you don't know how to use the Googles and you still using Bing, one, you should be ashamed of yourself. Go back to Lycos. And two, uh, you can look for my actual website, which is justsayred.com. And if you can't remember justsayred.com, I ain't want you to show off my website anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm almost picky. Makes sense to me, shit. Almost. Half the people ain't going to read it anyway. They all show up for pictures of me. On my website, when you open up the front page, it's me inside of a cityscape, and I kind of look like Godzilla with some floggers over my shoulder with my whole ass hanging out, but cheers to that. Cheers to that. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the uncensored version the get the video versions a week early at patreon.com slash Matt Slayer. You can find the podcast at and now we drink on Twitter and now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up motherfuckers. Yeehaw.